Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We are here with our big Game of the Year episode. We're so festive. It's gaming's biggest night. We're recording this in the morning. <laughs> we are we are dressed to the nines, as we they are. say. We are. The one day a year I put on this great suit. The one day a year I put on a tie. <laughs> Many tries to tie as this I told tie. you, I am not doing a lot of testifying before Congress. The tie stays in the closet most of the days. Right. But we're here to celebrate an incredible, you could argue, one of the best years ever for gaming. Yes. I am so hyped to get into our 20 plus categories and choose some winners. Yeah, we had so much fun this year. We had so many great categories that we came up with. Of course, we asked the Kit and Krista community to vote. We had so many votes from all the people that's part Literally of our Patreon. Literally hundreds of votes. Yeah, yes. part of our Patreon community um, to share what they thought the best in each of these categories are. We're going to reveal our personal winners, and then we're also going to be doing a top 10 list at of the, the top 10 games that we played this right, year at ourselves. the very end. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a packed show. Settle down. Get your tea or whatever. And let's do this. Let's go. Yeah. Before we get started, everything that we do on this channel is made possible by our wonderful Patreon community. Thank you so much for continuing to support us. Can't believe that we ended um, this year on such a crazy high note with our community. It's just been wonderful to spend so much time with all of you. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, when we say we are a community-driven channel, like this is what we mean. This, yeah. is, you know, the official Kit and Krista winners are the community winners. We'll, exactly. we'll, we'll be sharing our picks, but for what gets put out there, what's get the giant trophy that we're going to be mailing out to all of these great winners? <laughs> yeah. Is what our community You guys picks. picked it. So exactly. that's what we mean. It's all about you guys. Yes. And of course, if you'd like to join us, we are patreon.com slash Kit and Krista. Lots of other benefits too. We got bonus Q&As. You have early access to this podcast and lots of other content we do on our channel. Um, access to our wonderful Discord where a lot mm. of this game of the year. It's you know, going down. That is going down. Yes, it has been really fun to just be chatting all the time with our wonderful community about what, as they reflect on their a year of gaming this year. And it's right. Been, it's been really great. Speaking of awards and maybe lesser awards, uh, we do have <laughs> a great vlog up on yes. our channel about our trip to the Game Awards. Yes. Which was delightful. I rewatched it this morning. You um, did? I did. I did. I love this one. Nice. There's a lot in this one because it's it's us going to the Game Awards, us meeting up with Reggie. Mm -hmm. We have a great uh, extended conversation with our friend Janet Garcia. Yes, we who went we to the Day of meeting the Devs. Up with, we went to the Day of the Devs, all these great games, so many great cameos. So it's packed. Super packed. We had such a great time. This trip was a little bit different than what we expected, but overall, I think it was one of our like best trips to the TGAs. We had just a great time. Hanging out with our friends. Yeah, of course, meeting up with Reggie is always a delight. And I think one of my favorite things is the um, Day of the Devs event, which is our first time going to the TGA version of this. And we just saw so many awesome games. And it was perfect to have that be sort of right after the Game Awards. So yeah, Day of, the, Day of the Devs, the day after the Game Awards is a really nice kind of one-two yeah, thing to do. Totally. Because 
you get kind of pent up watching the game awards. Like, yeah, games. I'd love to play a game. Yeah. And then the next day, you can go and see these great games yeah. and feel excited and exactly. kind of put that energy into something. And we got to meet so many developers and see so many cool games. Totally. And we have a couple of those. We played a game where the controller is a uh, a roll, roll of toilet, of toilet paper. paper that you stuff a Joy-Con in. We literally beeline to that game immediately because who can resist a, a roll of toilet paper as a controller? See, what I realized though is, you know, in between demos, people will like wipe down the controller with like a Clorox wipe. And yeah. this oh. way, you, just, you just rip off a, a roll. Oh, you just keep one, one cycle fly. of the paper. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, all right, here's a clean, you're clean, you're good to it go. It was a really nice roll of toilet paper too. It wasn't like the cheapy well, one. We were the first ones there. It was like the Charmin. It was like the, the, the plush. Oh, this was no single ply. It was not single no, ply. It no. was very plush and, and delightful to hold Indeed. In, in my hands. So, great way review. To go. Great way review to of go. toilet paper. You might have a way career in this if this doesn't work out Charmin, for you. Please sponsor us. Reviewing toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, it was great. We had so much fun. Uh, yeah. All right. We are mere moments away from getting into the awards, but first we have to shout out our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. Thank you. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Oh my gosh, we are mere weeks away from big holiday celebrations. I think it's exactly two weeks as yeah. we record this today. And some of, some of these celebrations and all your get-togethers might already be starting, and HelloFresh is such a great way to help you, whether it's to make a stress-free meal, you know, while you're preparing for your bigger holiday dinners, or you can even use HelloFresh and make a meal for people that are coming over, especially if they come over without telling you, mm. which happened to me this weekend. <gasps> why are you here? Yes. I love you, but why are you here? But I had a HelloFresh. It wasn't me. It wasn't you. <laughs> I'm ready to go um, in my fridge. Um, all the pre-portioned ingredients were there. I made a delicious meal in just minutes and everyone was happy. It was great. Now I did something, I tried out something new at Thanksgiving that I'm gonna take a step further for Christmas, which was I'm gonna make half the stuff, but about the other half, I'm gonna get brought in. And this also includes little, little snacks mm -hmm. and little appetizers beforehand. Yeah. So you can get stuff like a charcuterie board a charcuterie from HelloFresh, yes. have that ready to go and devote your time to other things. So it's all right. about it's all about being efficient and making the most yes. of the holidays here. And they're beautiful. Some of the of charcuterie course. platters and dessert platters are absolutely beautiful and totally worthy of your festive holiday dinner table. That's right. So yes, make it easy on yourself and, and get one of these. We are ready. So go to HelloFresh.com slash KitKristaFree and use code KitKristaFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash KitKristaFree with code KitKristaFree. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And I will put the link right over here and also in the description below. All right. All right. Are we diving into this? Let's go. I'm so excited. So just real quick, our uh, methodology. Oh, the methodology. People would like to know how these awards were chosen. So as yes. we mentioned... The voters were all of our Patreon subscribers. Yes. Most of these categories, we have six nominees. We'll take you through every one of the nominees, mm -hmm. and people could choose one vote right. per category. Yes. There are a couple categories where we have, I think Game of the Year has eight, 
And I think there was one kind of more fun category. We had like 10. Okay. But for the most part, they're going to be six. Yeah. And like I said, we got literally hundreds of votes. So yeah, thank nearly you 300 votes. Who voted. Incredible. Thank you guys so much for being part of this. It was so much fun. Yes. And we have some, you know, serious categories, but also some like kind of zany ones too, yes. just to make it fun. And, and this is video games, guys. We, we got to keep it, keep it light. Wrap it up. Oh, <laughs> play the music. Too much talking. Play the music. Wrap it up. Let's Timothy go. Timothy Chalamet's coming out. Oh, oh no. I better make way. Um, well, let's get going with our first category, shall yes, we? Yes. Our first category is best graphics. And you can interpret this however you want. Best yeah. technical graphics, best art, whatever it is. Yeah. This is best graphics. Our six nominees are Spider-Man 2, Dordome, Hi-Fi Rush, the Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Alan Wake 2, and Final Fantasy 16. And the winner is... Heavy hitters. This, so, to build a bit of suspense. Oh. Last night, when I checked the poll, as we were in the final, like, hour of, uh -huh. of this closing down, the top two vote recipients were separated by one vote. <gasps> which, I, that is some drama that you That's cannot... That's some drama. That you cannot manufacture that drama. The top two were Spider-Man 2 mm -hmm. and Alan Wake 2. Wow. Yes. And Amazing. the winner is Spider-Man 2. Oh, by a mere Getting a few votes, 26%. Right? Alan Wake got 24%. There was some separation in the final hour. Oh, somebody was like, Somebody it. knew. But this one was <laughs> really tight. Like, yeah, um, Final yeah. Fantasy got 19% and Zelda got 18%. Wow. Having not played Alan Wake 2... Mm -hmm. I was a little surprised to see it representing in this category, but yeah. maybe I'm just I'm just completely wrong. The graphics in this game is unreal. Wow. Like it's not just the graphics, it's really the atmosphere mm. that the graphics create. And they, they do such a wonderful job of making it just very, very special. And it's not all just like we're in the dark. There's like a lot of stuff that happens sort of at dawn or at twilight and the lighting and the just sort of this vibe that the, the, that is captured with this game mm -hmm. is is really wonderful so i can see why the votes were so close but of course spider-man 2 is a beautiful game and and obviously seeing you know new york city like in in this way is amazing so yeah i can see that people are feeling all kinds of ways about spider-man 2 not getting an award at the game awards that's off here ouch the first kit and krista award goes right to spider-man 2 yeah when this game was first announced, I was like, all right, it looks kind of like the last one. I'm sure it'll be a little bit better. But like, mm -hmm. once you start playing, it's like, oh, wow, this is like Next super level, clean, super detailed, like beautiful. staring at the details of the costumes and yes. like the fabric of the costumes. And the city just feels so alive. They mm -hmm. pack so many more details in there. I think this is a very deserving winner. Yeah, the, the costumes were just wonderful to look at, like the textures and the reflections in the right. costume. We were both just like, ogling them the whole game, so I yeah. can see it. Would you like to share your personal pick here? I would. My personal pick is actually Dordogne. It's mine as well. Is it? Wow. Okay. I think we both were really just like blown away by this amazing sort of watercolor um, inspired art style. And it was that first moment of playing that game that really like just gave me that crazy wow moment where it was a lot of like stuff happening with rain. Right. And I was just like, I don't know how they're doing this. Like, how are you making this sort of rain effect and it, and it, like it sort of bleeds the colors as, as it would a real watercolor painting? It was absolutely 
incredible. And um, yeah, I just was just so impressed. And, and really, this is such a creative use of graphics. So I had to give it to Dordon. These days I do find myself gravitating more to the artistic side of graphic versus like the technical, like yeah. we're, 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 melt, we're you know, pushing some pixels. <laughs> Yeah. We're melting up the GPU here. Yeah, yeah, So Dordogne exactly. is absolutely that. It's really beautiful, it, both in still form if you're taking screenshots or if you're just, mm -hmm. you know, watching it in motion. It is, yeah. it is something un unlike a game that I have ever seen before. So exactly. It's another uh, great winner. And ironically, in our vote, it got last place. <laughs> it's probably oh, well, a game that's not smaller, a lot of not, not a lot of people, people had played. It. But yes. if you haven't played Dordogne yet, yes. you have to. It's a wonderful game. This is another one where it's, don't call it an indie because no. I think there might be. I think there is some other backers. With that game. It's just, it's Dordone just games. is just a great game that you should yes. play. We have no indie categories. We don't have an indie category. No. We don't have an indie. They're all great games. Please enjoy. The Please only requirement is to be great. Yes, yes, exactly. To be a game that you like. All right. Um, I have a comment from oh. uh, The Keggers. Lovely. Uh, the Kegger says, Oh man, Kit and Krista, I love you guys. We love you too. But Super Mario Brothers Wonder not getting a nomination for graphics is criminal. <sighs> Sorry. We're going to jail? Oh no! Um, the game is beautiful. going to jail. Dressed like this, take a turn side. myself in. This mugshot's gonna be epic. <laughs> turn to the left, it's sir. Look like the Riddler or something. <laughs> um, the animations are wonderful. The game looks like art. Maybe it isn't the most intense graphical showcase of the year, but it certainly deserves recognition. I agree. I think that um, Super Mario Wonder looks beautiful. It's very colorful and vibrant. Yeah. Um, definitely beautiful graphics in that game as that's, well. That's maybe the, the seventh nominee. Yeah. Just, just missed just the cut. Just missed the cut, yeah. yes. Okay. Our next category is Best Narrative. Ooh. And there were some great options here this year. And the nominees are Alan Wake 2, mm -hmm. Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Venba, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, and Sea of Stars. Oh boy. And this was another one that was pretty close, not quite as close, but the top three all got over 20%. Uh, the winner was The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Really? Believe it or not. <laughs> and then, again, second and third place were right next to each other, Baldur's Gate, at 23% and then Alan Wake 2 at 22%. You seem surprised at this. I am a little surprised. I, I do think that compared to Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom did have a better narrative. But, you know, we, we talk about this all the time. Like, you know, Zelda games, while I think the Zelda fans, and, and myself included, would like it to be a narrative-driven game. It's actually a gameplay-driven game. Right. Um, so when, you know, when you think about, like, what is a... A strong narrative. I don't particularly like pick Zelda for that, but it's cool that the community did. I do think that this one um, is probably one of the best, better Zelda stories. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I like that. that it's not you know hammering you over the head with narrative. Mm, There's okay. um, I think just enough, and those memories. Again, whether whether you're doing them in order or not is kind of a controversial topic, but. Right. It is kind of a take it at your pace kind of story. Like when yeah. I started with those memories, I'm like, I'm just doing all these because I want right. to see this. Yeah, yeah. But I know different people have a lot of different approaches there. So yeah, this was not my pick, but I can understand why it did stand out. Yeah, yeah. I had I had some issues with not being able to do the memories in order. Like there were some there were some 
clunkiness there. Yeah. That wasn't my personal okay. favorite. Uh, um, I am very excited to hear what you picked because I think between Alan Wake and Sea of Stars, this kind of this maybe was a tough choice for you. This was a really tough choice for me. I was really like just kind of waffling between the two, but at the end of the day, I picked Alan Wake mm. because that was just the most wonderful narrative-driven game. Like, it, this game is built on this, it, you know, this, the narrative. So I was just blown away by that. I just absolutely loved um, the twist and turns of the story. Um, all of that was just incredible, and I was really freaked out <laughs> the whole time. Um, but I just I couldn't I couldn't stop playing. I was just like so sucked into it. So Alan Wake Two is definitely my pick for. I best should say game. it now, in case people wonder, where's Alan Wake on Kit's list? I didn't play the game. You didn't. Not because I wasn't interested, but because I'm scared. You're a chicken. I'm frightened. Yes, the game is so, quite scary. I'm. I'm kind of asking myself, like, how can I, over the break, find a way to get through this game and yeah. experience it? And I don't know. I, I, I need probably need to find a way. Well, the, I'm, I'm telling you, the first sort of 70% of the game is okay. It's the last 30% that's going to really, uh, I think, be challenging for you. And you're not a, you don't like jump scares. I really don't like jump scares. And this scares. one does have some pretty <laughs> jump intense scare? jump scares yeah. that might, uh, that might get you. So, I. Good luck. I, I hope that you do check this game out because it is absolutely incredible and just, I loved it. Okay. But yeah, good luck to you. <laughs> My pick here, I really wanted to give this to Spider-Man 2. Mm. Spider-Man 2 has a great story. It does. That is worthy, I think, of some great Spider-Man comic book storylines, right. um, some of the best Marvel movies. Really impressed me yeah. with the storytelling because that was not necessarily what I thought I was going into when right. I started this game. My pick is, of course, Baldur's Gate 3. I thought you were going to pick that which one. Which is, you could also say this is most narrative because you could yeah. tell that there is there is no one story to this game. Right. It, it kind of adapts to how you play the game. And, you know, I have very fond memories of my telling of the story aside mm -hmm. from it crashing in the ending. Yeah. And, and the characters you lost along right, the way, are, they, they are all of that matters. But, you know, aside from that, I do think just the base story is very interesting. It has a great theme of, like, life persevering that we will, I will continue to talk about in some different categories. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of those main characters that you meet up with along the way, like Astarian and Shadowheart and everybody else, they have such well-developed backstories. They really do. Like, these are fully three-dimensional characters in ways that you don't always find in a game, and it makes it so interesting to get to know them and can really impact how you interact with them because you might want to, you know, you might, you might want to be friends with them or you might really be, like, put off by them and mm -hmm. be like, get away from me. And some characters, they, they grow on you, too, which right. is just, like, a, an a amazing feat to accomplish in a video game. Mm -hmm. It makes the characters feel so real. Like, right. I felt like I was friends with all of them. Yeah. And it's like when you meet somebody for the first time, they leave you with a bad first impression. Yeah. And then you get to know them and know them and right. know them, and then you, right. like, end up really, really liking them, uh -huh. and they become very endearing to you. They did. They accomplished that right. in this game, which is incredible. Right. So, right. yeah, I, I definitely see that as well. So... Yeah, best narrative. This was stacked this year. I wow. know. This, this has some, oh, Sea of Stars too. Just a shout out to yeah. Sea of Stars being my second because 
God, that story was so amazing. I cried. So whenever you cry, you know, it leaves an impression. Yeah, yeah. All right. Our next category is, do we have any comments on that? No. Is best cozy game. And cozy games? I do like a cozy game. Warm you up in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. We have six good ones here. The nominees are Fashion Dreamer, Venba, Fay Farm, Blanc, Coffee Talk, Episode 2, and Mineko's Night Market. Yes. All great games. All very cozy. Almost everything here got at least 10% of the vote. Uh, wow. But, but the winner, pretty overwhelmingly, getting a third exactly of the vote, was Fay Farm. Ah. Fay Farm is very cozy. It was the jumping. Oh, That's as cozy as it gets. Flailing of the leg and the arms. <laughs> um, that might not be the coziest part, but it definitely has that kind of very relaxed vibe. Mm -hmm. You know, you can kind of do things at your own leisure. It's very the graphics are very cute and yeah, yeah, yeah I can totally yeah, I can see that. It's definitely made to give you the cozy feeling. That's like true. they they know what they were doing yeah. when they put that game together. Right. I don't want this to be too controversial because this is a feel-good category. Uh -oh. Are you going to weaponize the coziness again? No, I think <laughs> I, I feel like Venba is maybe in the stray category for me. Oh. Where on paper it looks very cozy, but I don't know. There are some kind of like real things that happen in this game that I are see. maybe not so cozy. Like, oh, you mean story narrative-wise? Right. There's a, there's a moment in the story that's oh, there's multiple quite. quite terrifying. Like very small spoiler. Like your father gets mugged in a park. Yes. I wouldn't say that's the coziest thing to have happen yeah, that's true. in a game. Like all the cooking and stuff, that that I can understand that cozy. So I, I put that in the uh, perhaps uh, you know fool's gold of co oh, of cozy games. I see. It got second most votes here though, so maybe I'm completely wrong. I, I Probably that for, for mine actually. <laughs> yes. You, you, I, I feel like I do have this like weird way of picking the ones the ones that you don't think are cozy because I think yeah. last year I was like Stray is so cozy. Like this cat. You're like, the cat's face is going to get eaten off by These a aliens horrible are alien. Cat. And yes, I picked the game that where your father gets mugged in a park to be the cozy game of the year for me. I don't know. This game, I think, is one of those things where I was very taken in by yes. how relatable the story is. Yeah. And I think I, it, it's, like, it's seeped into my mind, like memories of me cozy cooking with my mother. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I had to give it to this game. But I do agree with you that there are some narrative things in this game and things that happen in this game um, that's actually quite not cozy and very serious yes. and, and, and a little bit, you know, can be very scary. Um, so that part was not cozy. But just like this idea of cooking with my mother mm -hmm. um, and the main character in this game cooking with his mother um, and learning these like, you know, family recipes and, and feeling comforted from, from them, that was very cozy for me. Okay. So that's why I picked that game. I have something very exciting to share. Oh, yeah? Which is my winner is actually not one of these six nominees. <gasps> you can do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, you can do whatever you, you can want. do whatever I want. I see. I mean, if I, can I, if I can wear this. I didn't know that we were allowed to do whatever the, we wanted. Everything's on the table. <laughs> so last year, we made a mistake. We did? We did these awards too soon. Oh. And there was a great game that came out kind of mid-December. Little Gator game? Little Gator game, yeah. which in hindsight would have been all over our awards, yes. would have been in my top 10 list. Right. It haunted and I you. And I vowed 
that we will never have that happen to yeah, us again. Yeah, that's true. You, you were very haunted by this for like the rest of the year. This year, a game just came out last week. I see. A Highland Song. <laughs> Which you have seen, you saw me playing this nonstop on this airplane and to stuff. The TGAs, yeah. That is my winner of ah, the best cozy game. But you were yes. showing me images or, or, or parts of the game where your character would just literally fall face flat off a mountain. How's oh, that's, that cozy? That's your, that's your own fault. You, How's that cozy? Well, you don't actually. You're just like, oh, I sprained my ankle, <laughs> like sort of thing. That is not uh, cozy. It's fine. Spraining your no. ankle because you fell off a mountain. So we have not talked about this game, so people, and it just came out, so people, people may not know what it is. But basically, it's a game that takes place in the Scottish Highlands. Yeah. And basically, the idea is you're going from your home to go visit your uncle who lives very far away. Right. It's all about sort of traversing the wilds of the Highlands, which I've been to. It's an extremely, it's actually beautiful. extremely yeah. beautiful place. So I could kind of connect to it mm -hmm. on that sense. But yeah. um, the atmosphere is very inviting, I felt. The music is wonderful. There's a lot of like people, people talking in whispers. <laughs> there's some like Wistfully. Scottish yeah, there's pub music. Great, there's, there's Scottish pub music, there's great <laughs> Scottish accents. Like, yeah, yeah. I had such a good feeling when I was playing this game. So this, this was extremely easy pick for me. Nice. And thank goodness we did not make that mistake again. I would never. You, you can't do that. To I would yourself. never forgive myself. You really can't do that to yourself two years in so a row. So it was, it, it, it did come in too late to get nominated. Right. But we will not let it go unrecognized. That's right. That's yes. right. That's right. You did. You did not make the same mistakes no. as you did last I, year. No, I, I, I finished this game like, to be ready for today. Yeah, like yesterday night. I, I really <laughs> did. I really did. Oh my god! Can you believe we skipped a category in our list here? Oh, did you skip best soundtrack? We skipped best soundtrack. You did, didn't you? Let's but catch up with that. We are fixing that right here. Yeah. So best soundtrack. Wow, looking at these nominees, this was a great year Ugh, for game such an music. Amazing year for music. Uh, we have six great nominees, as always, starting with no snub here, Octopath Traveler 2. Yes, no one gets snubbed at the Kitten Crystal Awards. Alan Wake 2, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, mm. Baldur's Gate 3, mm. <laughs> Hi Fi Rush. <laughs> And Sea of Stars. You you vowed that you would play High Five Rush this weekend to get ready for this, did you? Oh, no. Don't call me out! All right, well, I guess that's not your pick. But here we have perhaps our most overwhelming victory wow. yet going to Tears of the Kingdom. Wow. Congratulations. Yay. The Legend of Zelda. I do think that the Tears of the Kingdom sort of main theme is really, really good. Oh, yeah. And I love that they use the Erhu, which is a Chinese, mm. almost like a Chinese uh, violin kind right. of instrument. Yes, they do. Um, and, I, and the saxophone. And the saxophone, of course. Um, Great combination. But yes, very interesting combination. <laughs> yeah, very strange. But it kind of works, right? Yeah. Like, but that instrument is so unique, and, and it's such a cool, like, it was a cool thing to hear. And they didn't it. use that in the first games. No, music so much, I don't think right? they did. And of course, we cannot forget the wonderful um, uh, Stable Trotters quest. Oh yes. In Tears of the Kingdom, right. when you got to you had to reunite the musicians, like to have this like. How could anybody forget? I listened to that song last night to prepare <laughs> for this, and I teared up once more. So oh, no. I don't know why that song makes me like a little weepy, but uh -huh. I just absolutely love it so much. So I can absolutely. That to be their winner. Such an overwhelming win, too. 41 points. Huge. 42% of the vote. Do wow. Dominant. Dominant. Second Dominated. place was Octopath Traveler 2. Nice. At 23%. Excellent. Is, yes. it, is Zelda your pick? It isn't. Oh. 
I, I again, I was struggling hardcore because I do. I, I talked about this theme of Trotter Quest for like four months, yeah. okay? Because I just loved it so much. But in the end, I have to give it to Alan Wake. <laughs> oh, really? The music wow. in this game is like, well, it is. It's an album. Like, after every sort of part that you finish in the Alan game. Alan Wake came in last place in this vote. I'm sorry to my community, but I so, not So the, the music, <laughs> so we saw this group perform yes, at the Game the Awards. And are they, is it their music throughout, or is it other stuff? It like, is what their even music is this? throughout. So it's really interesting. I, I did not know, I didn't expect music to be such a huge part of this game, but it was a surprise to me and a, a pleasant one. So after every sort of big section that you play, um, you get this like musical interlude, basically. And oh. the, the, the whole game is basically like a, a full album of original songs, amazing songs. Hmm. And then, of course, there is this, it's kind of like Zelda in a way where there is a very strong, you know, component, like part of the game, a narrative part of the game that is really driven by music. So there's a part of the game where you saw some of that performance at the Game Awards where they were doing like the little dance together. Never been more confused. And you were very confused, but I thought it was absolutely delightful because that was the part of the game that you play. No, sorry, sorry if there's anyone that... Oh, you play that? You, you go through this portion of the game where that is a focus of the story. And okay. it's very irreverent and just like weird. And yeah. you're just like, I'm in, I, I'm here for this. This is freaking awesome. Um, and then there's, you know, there's a lot of narrative connection between the story and the old gods of Asgard, which is the band that plays during, uh -huh. that played during the TGAs, but they're also in the game as characters as well. Um, so it's very connected. The, the music in the game, which is what I love about, you know, Alan, Alan Wake and, and also Zelda, is that the music and, and the gameplay itself is very connected. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the music in this game was such a surprise to me. Like, I did not huh. see this coming. And I'm still listening to it now. Like I listen to the soundtrack all the time. Well, I saw that 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 group. They like were on the charts. Yeah, they're legit amazing. But that is not in real life. The old what are they, the old what? I think they're a real life band. But they're called. They have a different name, right? And the guy's not wearing an eye patch in real life. Is I that don't it? know. I don't. Okay. Maybe there's some sort of Finnish group that I don't know about. I don't know either. I just continue. But to I just to like it. But I clearly need to find a way to. At least experience, experience that and, part and, of it. And see this thing. It was just the most, like, I didn't, I was so scared. And then this thing happened with the music and I was like no longer scared. I was just like delighted. And to have that sort of, your your emotions going up and down like that was yeah. really incredible. Like right, it was right, seriously right. really incredible. So yes. Okay. I love it. I love it all. My pick here, I think came in second to last, Baldur's Gate 3. Yes, you, you want to go down by the river. <laughs> so I was robbed of my live performance of Down by the River at the Game Awards. You were robbed. And I, and I lamented this with many other people you on did. our trip yes. who had played the True. game and loved that song. That song is incredible. That's the song that plays like when you boot up the game, when you're doing mm -hmm. the character creator. Yeah. But this soundtrack is so good. The whole thing is just on YouTube, like officially if you want to yeah. check it. It's on, it's on all the streaming soundtrack. services too. That's actually not my favorite song okay. on the soundtrack. There's another one, 
which is the theme that they play quite often. They play it also when you are at your camp. Mm -hmm. And it's called I Want to Live. And that really is the theme of the game yeah. from everybody's perspective. Everybody, All these characters have this parasite in their brain it's that they're it's trying horrifying. to get rid of. But everybody else has something that is impeding them from living their life. Like one character has like an artificial heart that's like a, like a bomb that could explode at any moment. One person has this weird like crisis of faith with her religion. Right. Uh, everybody has something that is like blocking them from living their life and this is like the incarnate theme of that when you're having these very like heart-to-heart -heart conversations with people at um, your camp. So for that to be played out like thematically in all these different ways mm -hmm. is so great but it also has this kind of like it does a, it does a, a, a big part of the world building. It feels very like otherworldly. Yeah. Like I'm going into something that is not Earth, and I'm experiencing something that mm -hmm. is different. Like almost like celestial. Right. Like there's something um, in the part where you got stuck and stopped playing those caves. Yes. Like the music there is like kind of haunting. It's like you're hearing these like echoes, ghostly yeah. dwarven chants in yeah. the background. There's, it's very. It's a little creepy. Like this game can do it all. Yeah. It's got bangers. It's got soft stuff. It's got mood pieces. Like <laughs> it's it's incredible. It is incredible. It's, it's, it's hard to pick this year, let me yeah. tell you. It's hard to pick. Yes. Octopath right. Traveler 2, I only played the demo. I did yeah. listen through the soundtrack. It is amazing. Yes. But I felt I, I, I couldn't. You can I couldn't, I couldn't honestly say that, yeah. that that was my pick. Yeah, that that's the thing is like the music is so good all around for all of these games, but for me it was more so like how is the music connected right. to the game? Like how deeply is it ingrained mm -hmm. in the gameplay? And I think if you look at it from that perspective, Zelda and Ellen Wake definitely come out more so at the top, and Ellen Wake just kind of really takes it to another level. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. Oh, such a good, such good spoil this year with music for sure. All right. Our next category is our most stacked of this whole thing. I love this category. Top to bottom, these could all be winners. They're all winners in our heart. This is Best <laughs> Companion. Oh, the nominees are Torgal from Final Fantasy 16. Baby. Ochi from Baby. Pikachu. You're just going to say this after everyone. Baby. BD1 from oh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. The Owlbear Cub from oh. Baldur's Gate 3. Vasco from Starfield. Is Vasco a baby? No. Baby. <laughs> and finally, Prince Florian from Super Mario Brothers Wonder. People were very upset with you for leaving. I left out, um, I am so sorry. From the, Ghost the, Trick. The, the doggy from Ghost Trick, Missile. My deepest, sincerest apologies to Missile. You are a winner in my heart. I think we can, in this case, so we can always default back to our general outlook, which is if we can recognize an original game versus a remake, oh, that's generally. Good save. Yes, I've really <laughs> talked you out really, of that. You really saved me. <laughs> saved your bacon here. Because Missile was, is, is just absolutely great, and right. I do love Missile. I absolutely went through an emotional <laughs> Roller crisis coaster? trying to make my pick here. Okay. The community, maybe not so much, getting 49%, nearly half of the <sighs> vote. Ochi from Pikmin 4. Ochi. Love Ochi. Oh. That was great. Prince Florian got 19%. Prince Florian's And then third place cute. was Torgal. It's very cute. Ochi um, was like the best part of Pikmin for me. <laughs> I as, agree. As a person that does not really enjoy Pikmin very much, Ochi was like, at least you're around to be adorable. I agree. And when you told me that something bad happens to Ochi, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't stand well, it. I couldn't stand it. It's, it's not as bad when you see it happening. Like, it, it's more of like... 
a suggestion of like, oh, maybe something might bad might happen. Like nothing bad actually does happen to Ochi. I want to be very clear about this. Look at my face right now. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being very Ochi. clear about this. Why would they even? Why would they even suggest this? Though is my question. What is wrong with you? Okay, wow. where you would suggest that anything bad could potentially possibly happen to Ochi? That is unacceptable to me. No. Uh, very minor spoiler. In Baldur's Gate Three, you do have at, at one point the possibility to send your Albear Cub into battle. I no. absolutely did not. Do no. That. no. 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 Absolutely did no. not. No. Protect. Yes. The Albear Cub at all cost. There's also. In addition to Torgal, there's a character in Star Wars Jedi Survivor who's this kind of frog-looking freakazoid named, <laughs> named Turgle. I oh, think Turgle. T U R G. Not as cute as Torgal and Turgle. No, Turgle didn't make the cut. No. Um, so the community picked Ochi. Yes. I will definitely um, agree that Ochi is goat. Uh, but my Gochi? <laughs> Go Gochi. Um, and I'm still upset with Nintendo for even suggesting. You got to get off of that. You didn't I'm even not. play this game. I don't care. Cheese. Don't do that. Don't you dare. Um, this is where you look up like does the dog die.com to see if the dog is okay before you play the game. My name is Torgal. Okay. Because I didn't yes. play Pikmin 4. I love Ochi, but I didn't, I didn't play Pikmin 4, so I couldn't pick that. Okay. Um, Torgal, though. You, you meet Torgal in the game as a puppy. True. And then Torgal becomes an integral part of your party. Is he is very useful to you? He is just like you know. You do send Torgal into battle, and you you know that Torgal is going to be but just very fine. Capable. That's what I'm saying. Like Torgal is nothing's going to happen to Torgal. I did look up if something bad were going to happen to Torgal. before, oh, before I, you before play. I played the game because I, I was worried. For and him. then Torgal, Torgal gets like like Torgal becomes a Pokemon. Torgal at a certain point. becomes a legendary Pokemon, <laughs> and you're like, you have Big to moment. you find out like why what's happening with Torgal, and I I was delighted by wow. that. Yeah, I definitely like clapped at my television, which was weird. Um, but yeah, Torgal was amazing. What a great you know fun thing to have you know this really capable playable character that uh, a character in your party that is a, a cute dog. So wolf, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I love I love Torgal. Okay. I also chose Ochi here. Okay, good. Good. I really do like you BD1 do like from Star Wars, though. Oh. But Ochi, I mean, Ochi kind of, for me, gave me a whole different perspective on Pikmin. Yeah. It, Ochi did eliminate some of the things that I didn't love so much about yeah. Pikmin before. That's of, so true. Ochi kind of centralizes you and all your Pikmin. Mm -hmm. Ochi gives you some agency as the player to, right. like that move where Ochi just like slams into things and then all the Pikmin jump on and then they start attacking. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. Like there's a lot, there's so much Ochi can do. Right. In addition not to just, just a cute thing. In addition to just being cute. Like right. if, if they make Pikmin 5 and Ochi's not in it. You're out. I'm going to be mad. If Ochi, again, if there's any suggestion something's wrong I'm with Ochi be mad. and Pikmin 5. And maybe next time Ochi can have a nose. That's yeah. my other suggestion. I like his little tail. It's maybe so next time Ochi can have a nose. Cute. Like a little like um, dandelion. So cute. Yes, yes. Um, I do, I do want to give a little shout out to Prince Florian though. Okay. Prince Florian is very, very cute. Very, very cute. Very uh, unobtrusive, I would yes, say. Yes, very much. But yeah. it's like a little on your shoulder, you know. And you want to help Prince Florian, mm -hmm. and you want to you want to like give him a hand. Second um, place, a lot of people agreed. I, I love Prince Florian. Okay, it's a good one. All right, let's take a deep breath from that, and move on to the most disappointing game. <laughs> the six nominees here are even in, even in a great year, 
like 2023, yeah, there, there were still a couple disappointing games to talk about. So we have Starfield, uh-huh. Everybody One Two Switch, mm-hmm. WarioWare Move It, Sonic Superstars, Redfall, and Forspoken. And the vote here was really dominated by three games. We'll go in reverse order and reveal the winner. 23% chose Redfall. Okay. 25% chose Everybody 1-2 Switch. Mm-hmm. Obvi. And getting, getting the win. Yes. Big win for Starfield. Oh. Starfield, 28.7%. Oh. I mean, it's very close. Extremely close, but yes, yeah, Starfield was the most disappointing oh, no. game of 2023. The people have spoken. That's interesting. Yeah, okay. I mean, I can I see it going also. I mean, look at look at the ways. top two vote getters here. Everybody one, two, switch. I mean, you know it's going to stink, so it's, are you really disappointed? Right. Versus Starfield, which is hyped up to be, you know, the next big thing. I think we, we spend a lot of time asking ourselves, like, are we... Is this going to be a game of the year contender? Mm-hmm. Like, are we going to have to re-upend our categories our, our and think, our, our outlook on the year yeah, because totally. Starfield is going to blow our mind? In the end, I wouldn't put Starfield in this position, but it did not move the whole kind of Bethesda RPG genre forward. Yeah, very much at all. I felt I was like, well, that's that's another one of those games that they yeah. make, and yeah. I, it did leave me wanting. Like, well, what is the big advancement that they can do? And it's been interesting to hear them say, in hindsight, now that they're doing all these interviews of like, yeah, it took us a long time to try and make this game fun, mm-hmm. and we tried these different things, but they weren't fun. Yeah. Like it seemed so they, like they, they, they struggled a little bit. It seemed too, like they had this big concept yeah. in their mind and then struggled to make a game around it. Right, right. Yeah. I you you do kind of see that play out when we both played and beat Starfield. So right. we gave it a very fair shake. Right. I wouldn't say Starfield was like a bad game by any means. It's fine. But it just yeah, it didn't really like have the stickiness that we were wondering if it could. Right. Um, if only. You could take off and fly through the atmosphere oh. into space. We might be having a different conversation here. There's but, a lot of if onlys in that But to game. that point. I think there is a lot of if onlys. All of the space exploration was basically menus and fast traveling. Yes. Which was not the most exciting way yes. to experience that. Yeah. There are some parts of the game that you can kind of forget about, like the mm-hmm. space battles. We, yeah. for, we forgot about all the way till we got to the end, and there's and a then mandatory you were forced space to battle. to do it, and I didn't know how to do it. you could barely get through. Yeah, and there were some very, very um, hard difficulty spikes in that game, which right. made it like like a little bit unplayable in some parts. So yeah, it was the, a very the, some, uneven experience. There were for some us. parts in the second half of that game, which yeah. I didn't love. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is your pick for this? Is it Starfield? No. Oh. My pick is Everybody 1 2 Switch. So is mine. <laughs> I, I'm never Even gonna. Even though we knew it would stink, I mean, I'm never gonna fact, forget that One Up Club Superstars meetup that we had where we <laughs> we played this game. We tried to give it like a fair. It was kind of fun chance. though. I thought. No, it really wasn't. I mean, I, I had fun hanging out with our our Patreon family, but I did not have fun playing this game. This was not fun at all. I mean, my disappointment is that Nintendo has this super high bar for quality. There was the article that came out kind of exposing what was happening with this game behind the scenes, and everybody knew that it was a dud. When I saw that article, I thought, okay, well, this game's never going to see the light of day. Yeah. And then it does come out, and it is 
you know, is as rough as everybody's saying it is. And I just don't like to see Nintendo lower their standards. Yeah. For what reason? Exactly. I don't. I don't, you don't know. Have to come up with come out with this game. No one asked or wanted it. Right. The other thing that disappointed me is that like Nintendo was very. I don't know. They like they went out of their way to do like weird marketing for it to make it feel not crappy, but right. it was right. like they had that that whole big event with all those weird influencers that you know, know. were kind of hamming it up, you know, for this game. Yeah. That it all just looked so artificial because it was, and it was just like. That that kind of like air of desperation to make what they know as a bad game come off good, right? Was like kind of pathetic. So yeah, that's why I picked picked this one. And yeah. Again, that quiz thing is probably you one got of the exposed. Laziest. <laughs> you got exposed. It though. was the laziest. <laughs> it was like game design Krista, thing. what's one plus one? Like tick tock. I knew the answers. <laughs> it was horrible. It was such a Bad experience. Like if you add a this is a, this is a little this is a little hack a Krista hack. If you um, add a countdown to anything, you will just freeze. I will fall apart. <laughs> and just be in shambles, <laughs> and you will not know. I hate I hate any kind of countdown. I hate being chased. Those are my two like weaknesses. Now everyone knows, which is great. So please don't chase me and count down because I will freak out. Um, but yeah, oh, what a horrible game. It's really bad. Yeah, at best it was kind of like a C level Jackbox. Knockoff. D minus. Whatever. So yes, even in a year of great games, there was some some good debate in our Discord about whether why Sonic Superstars was on this list. Some people thought it was just me. Oh, doing your doing new my thing. stuff, but no, like people people did raise some interesting points about. You know, did they did they enjoy it or did they find it disappointing right. or not? Yeah. They just announced some some Christmas DLC for that that I, I gotta admit looked kind of cool. Kind of good, yeah. You're a sucker cool. for a Christmas I, DLC I, I, though. I absolutely any, am. any game with Christmas DLC, you right, will play right. it. Right, so. but it's not my pick, so that's how you can tell I'm, I'm yeah, doing this in good yeah, exactly. faith. Exactly, you picked a Nintendo. Game. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. Moving on to best multiplayer, ah. and I have to say this was one of the categories where we struggled to even come, come up, up with six games. With six games, yeah. Which. I don't know why, but this was just a lighter year for multiplayer, for multiplayer games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And here are our six nominees. Street Fighter VI, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Diablo IV, F-Zero 99, Mortal Kombat 1, and Party Animals. Oh, Party Animals. And we had another dominant win here. Mm -hmm. Second place went to F-Zero 99, getting yeah. a quarter of the vote, which is nice. quite a bit. That's great. But the winner is Super Mario Brothers Wonder, getting 40%. I am almost certain this is not your pick. No. Because you seem to hate the multiplayer in this game. I truly do. <laughs> I, I very much dislike the online multiplayer. I only uh -huh. liked when we, you and I played together. Like, a, in a very calm. Right. right. And, and, you know, just two of us together, local uh -huh. co-op. That was fine. Even, even that had its moments of, like, frustration. Mm -hmm. But I was able to, like kind of get on board with that. But I absolutely hated <laughs> the multiplayer in Super Mario Bros. I'm like, don't, I don't want to play and, this and, game with anybody. I want to play this game by myself. <laughs> you're referring to also this, the online kind the of in, online in the background. Why, why did you feel, did, was it distracting? It was very, the, the whole game had a lot of distractions that I was trying to eliminate. So really? I did not like the online 
thing because it was very distracting and I don't like the shadows and the ghosts and the things and the things. And then like, I didn't like those flowers talking to me either. So I just turned all of it off. Oh, the flowers. Well, the flowers have nothing to do with multiplayer. I know, I'm just saying that the game has a lot of distractions. I see, I see. It, and I did not love that, unfortunately. So, but it, I loved playing this game by myself. <laughs> it was great. I had a great time. I had a lot of fun. I pretty much almost 100% of this game. So I, I loved it, but I just did not like the multiplayer at all for this. I really liked the collective online oh. playing with a group, you know, whether it's strangers or, or people you know. I really liked that. I did like when we played together in our meetup. Yeah. Because that was a good, like, Play and chill, like right. we were just like chatting. You and... could do the races. That, yeah, that was that was I actually that's, okay. I think that's. A I didn't really like. Fun thing. I don't really like the strangers part, but I liked with people we know. That was fun. Yeah, when when there's a lot, it can get to be. I could see how you could find that distracting. But yeah, there were a lot of times where I, I like you know, I, I solved a puzzle or found like a hidden thing because I saw somebody do mm -hmm. it or, okay. or someone was like trying to direct me around. Yeah. I think those races are a great addition. Yeah, those races were fun. And I liked being able to actually like be on the phone and like talk to people right. while doing that. Using the NSO app, of course. Right? No. Right? Absolutely not. But the local multiplayer, I kind of yeah. don't know how it felt like a step back from New Super Mario Brothers, it but it kind of did, it did in some ways. It, like, it feels like it kind of slows you down. It doesn't feel fluid. Again, if only right. only it works if you play with someone that you know exactly their play style. The way that Yoshi's, oh the Yoshi's. They, I mean, I think they had that. the right idea in their hearts of let's have some different characters that can help different kinds of players. We have these beginner characters like Nabbit. I thought that was sure, good, but yeah. I think specifically for Yoshi, there could have been more. Yeah, Yoshi got kind of the rotten end of the deal because right because Yoshi can't get a power up. Yeah, and then you can't ride a Yoshi really. So it's like, you, what is the point of this Yoshi? Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a little unfortunate. But I can yeah. understand why this won. Yeah, I think like, a lot I, of people love this. I think if this, I, I'm an outlier. I actually think if this didn't have the local multiplayer, it might have been my pick. Really? Right. That, that's how I did enjoy this. Wow, that much. that's so interesting. But again, this was a weaker year overall for multiplayer. So what was yeah. your pick? Diablo Four. Hmm. Yeah, a game you dropped like a hot potato. But the minute had, you got that Starfield I had code, so much fun. Then why haven't playing? we gone back? Because we're busy with other games. But um, when we were playing, I mean, this game is built for multiplayer, right. obviously, and it just it does it so well. And it was such like a return to you know old school multiplayer Diablo when we used to have LAN parties. That's what it felt like, you know, but easier, <laughs> obviously. And we had so much fun. We like all picked different characters. We even had someone join us in our little like group gaming session that was kind of new to Diablo, and he did fine. Oh yeah, yeah. And like we were like dropping weapons for him, like you know helping him out right. like with his upgrades and stuff. And it was so much fun. Like I really, I really had a good time. We had like almost like every night we were like jumping on to play together and stuff, and it was it was awesome. Yeah. So I loved it. I gave it a Street Fighter Six here. Mm, nice. They just have so many options and ways to play online that I really appreciated. Yeah. You know, they kind of found a way for people of different skill levels. Like, yes. like you were rocking like I could, I could those. Be what, what were the name of those controls? Uh, modern controls. The modern controls. Yeah, I was doing great. And you were doing really good with those. I think we both really liked the little online hub. That was so where, fun. When it looked like a real arcade. Right, when we streamed it or we, when we did meetups, like you could actually see people like standing around the cabinet cheering. Yeah. The way they had those classic Capcom games in the back. Like mm -hmm. that whole hub was like really cool. It was so well done. And right. when we took group pictures together and stuff with like everybody that was yeah, playing with yeah. us. 
But that I, was so fun. But I think they did really nail that thing that's super hard to do in a fighting game of like everybody can feel like they're having a good time. Nobody feels like they're just getting their butt kicked if they're with yes. a better player. Like you can always tweak it. Yeah. Um, and make it to work. But they did add so many, you know, new mechanics and things that added depth that I, I only really started to scratch the surface with. Um, but again, I, I love that my, my muscle memory carries You're over. You're still really good. Yeah. <laughs> we have fighter. some very proficient. We have some very good players. Players in yeah. our um, Patreon family. Yeah. yeah. Jerry, I'm talking to you. Thank you for saving us <laughs> when we were bullied in the Street Fighter. Hub. Me and Switching and I'm up underscore. Oh, was it the Shark Moment? One of them. We were like getting bullied by somebody that was like not in our group. And oh, then no. Jer Jerry had to step in and, and, and help us. Okay. Showed him who was boss. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> we we stood in the back and cheered. Yes, <laughs> it's awesome. Our next category is the most pleasant surprise, mm. and our six nominees are Viewfinder, Sweeka Game, Sweeka, The Making of Karateka, Hi-Fi Rush, F Zero Ninety Nine, and Pizza Tower. Ooh, these are really good. Yeah, they're definitely surprises. Nominees, all six of them here. Second place was Hi-Fi Rush ah. at 22%. First place, Dominance, 38%, F-Zero, 99. Mm. Yeah, that was a great surprise because you really don't know how, like, like I, I didn't have a sense of how well this game, like an F-Zero game would do in that 99 format. It works perfectly. These Absolutely top, perfect. I'm realizing part. these top two games were both shadow drops, which oh, that makes when, it you're, a when you're thinking about itself. a surprise, like that's as surprising Absolutely. as it gets. I'm like, wow, this is out now. Yeah, yeah. And it just, yeah, it really, I think, especially for F-099, it was one of those things where like, oh my gosh, this, how come this was not here all along? Like it works so well. It, it perfectly suits this kind of um, format. So it, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Hi-Fi Rush I thought was cool because, you know, often the games that get shadow dropped are a bit smaller mm. in scope. Yeah. And, I mean, Hi-Fi Rush is a game where you could have done, like, a year-long marketing campaign. campaign. For yeah. So for them to just put that out, um, it's it seems to have worked for them, and it was yeah. a pretty bold move, I think, for them to do that. Right. And, yeah, F-Zero 99 is a great... I mean, people were... I mean, that got leaked, so leading up to that direct, that's right. Puro was saying it's going to be F zero, but it's maybe not the F zero that you, you were expect. expecting, and people yeah. were getting disappointed. And it was so great when it finally came out that this game got embraced, where right. people started playing it like, oh my gosh, this, this is actually is perfect, super yeah. good, and a very modern, a really great way to modernize F zero and bring mm -hmm. it into the future. Does it mean we'll get more F zero games? I don't know. Yeah, but we should you know enjoy it for what it is exactly. while we can. Don't shut her down now. Hopefully Nintendo. this one does not. I, I do feel like this has staying power. I don't power. think this has staying power, yeah. I see that they're still has. adding like new modes to this. And there's still such a huge amount of interest for it. Like they right. really judge it by the amount of people playing. Exactly. It, so so yeah. I, I do feel better about this sticking around Phew. some of the other games that they have yeah. um, taken down. Yeah. So I think this is a very deserving win. Very deserving win. Your one. pick? My pick is The Making of Karateka. Really? Yes. Another last place. Yeah. I. <laughs> You're just playing the contrarian here. I'm not. I didn't even look at these results, honestly, um, when I made my list. But um, I, this was something that, you know, you and I both love the digital eclipse, like the way they do these sort of interactive documentaries. Yes. Um, and the reason why I picked this game is I have no idea what Karateka yeah, is. Yeah. I never grew up with this game. I have no clue at all what this was. Um, 
So I had no like, you know, sort of interest, uh, early interest before jumping into this. And, and this is something that you were like, hey, let's let's look at this together on a, we're on the plane somewhere. And we both just got sucked in for like two and a half hours. We played, the whole, we played. We went through the whole thing mm -hmm. on the plane together. It was so interesting. I learned so much. Um, and it was just something that I'd never expected to be interested in at all. Yeah. So that's, that's why. It was a very pleasant surprise. Yeah. I really would have chosen that if it was not for Viewfinder, uh, which yes. is my pick. Like the, the circumstance of us getting exposed to Viewfinder is so funny. So we were at GDC, and we had an appointment with Thunderful, yes. which was agreed to. We were having this meeting so we can see SteamWorld built. Right. And we got in and they said, hey, before we show you SteamWorld build, we want to show you this game. And I got so mad in that yeah, moment. Like, I, I, was like, I, hate, I hate this. Like I've been on the other side of this. Like don't do this to people. Don't bait and switch them or yeah. make them see the other thing that you want to see. So I had a really kind of bad taste in my mouth going into that. But this game's incredible. Yeah, as soon and, as you started playing, I think you changed your mind. Right, and spoiler alert, this game is on my top 10 list, so yeah. it really made a lasting impact with me. Yeah. And that is just the magic that can happen when this random game can totally captivate you out, right. of, out of nowhere, of knowing nothing about this game. Right. And even the person who was doing the demo was having a very light touch of this, like, you'll, you'll, you'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, you can, go ahead, here's a controller. Have fun. Right. And there there was a moment when, I think we had this captured on camera, actually, so if you want to go back and watch our GDC vlog, you'll see Kit's face when you, like, it clicked Right. You. And, like, it was incredible. Mm -hmm. Like, you were playing, so, and it was like that, it was like a mind-blown moment that we captured. Yeah. And yeah. that that literally is a real thing that happened to you when, when you first played this game, and it's, it's amazing. Yeah. a game. Still, oh still tearing up the eShop, <laughs> I have to say. Though. I still am too cheap to pay $2. Come on! Game. I have only been playing like the, the web version of it, but I kind of play this game like weirdly a lot. Like I play this game like every Sweet other day. game is legit. So you can get Extremely great. legit. It's very, very like satisfying when yeah. you get the big watermelon. Right. So, yes. All right. This is our, this is our biggest category in terms category. of the nominees. <laughs> So when you're doing a, a game of the year, like you want to have these categories with these defined chunks or these groupings of games, yeah. but we're end, we, we end up with other things that we like and we want to recognize that right. doesn't fit into a category. Yeah. So we took those and made them into its own category. Right. We call this the, this was cool, but there's no category for it, category. <laughs> and I believe we have 10 nominees yeah, here. Yeah, there's a lot of cool little like, out, like sort of just like little bits that happen right. throughout the year that we wanted to recognize. So let's just get through these all. We have Jumping in Fay Farm, <laughs> Kitten Krista Sonic Week, Phil Spencer's Kind of Funny Interview, Clothes Are Optional in Baldur's Gate Hang 3, out. whoa, Wonder Flower Dialogue in Super Mario Brothers <laughs> Wonder, Modern FPS Controls in Metroid Prime Remastered, Shooting Hoops While the Shin's New Slice Plays in <laughs> Fireman 2, the June Nintendo Direct was better than oh. it had any right to be. Alan Wake 2 Music and Dancing, which I think now, now we might understand a little bit better. And finally, Crazy Ultra Hand Builds and Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> these are so much fun. God, what a random I like that these assortment of things that happened this year. <laughs> I like how it's like some of these are in a game, some of these are not, some of these yeah, are things that we did. That's exactly. Really fun. And some of these are the things that really like made us laugh. Like when that that one about the shins playing <laughs> in Spider-Man 2, we both were like, huh? Yeah. Oh, it's kind of works. <laughs> so I'll read the top three. Third place, Kit and Krista Sonic Week. Who could forget hey! that? Hey! 
We were in onesies. <laughs> Number two. I don't think this was your vote. Wonder Flower Dialogue in Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Yeah. Very and then finally, Crazy Ultra Hand Builds. Yeah. Viral Builds. Viral. We had a couple of those. We did. It really that did go viral. the winner, 27.3%. Well, our, our, ultra, our, uh, our viral Ultra Hand Build was the Star Wars... Uh, pod um, racer. Pod racer. Now this is pod racing. Now this is pod racing. Yes. That went. That did go viral. That got like a million views. That on, got a million on views on Instagram. Way Reels. to go. Yeah. Way to go, us. Look where Woo-hoo. we are now. Our life has changed. <laughs> Our life has changed <laughs> forever. No, but, but that pod did, racer. That did feel like this game had a month where this was the thing and yeah. you know people were making Gundams and yep. lewd things Ooh. and just all sorts of things that who could have imagined yes. were even possible right. with this game. So I yeah. think this is a very deserving winner. Absolutely. This is my winner actually. Oh really? It was. Wow. Yeah. I just I love it when a game can do this. I yes. love it when the whole community around, you know, a single game just like does something completely unexpected. Yeah. Um, whether it's like a, a weird way to, to beat a boss or um, building these ridiculous machines or whatever. I, I love the ones where they were taking down the Gleox with uh-huh. like those crazy laser machines. Oh my gosh, it was so cool to see everybody's um, ultra hand builds. On the other hand, I was feeling very like incompetent when it came to this, so I always was a little bit envious. Oh, you, you seem... I had some like... You got upset a couple times I when did. we were doing ultra hand stuff. Like I was just like, man, I wish I like could be better at this. The, I the, struggled. The run versus ride video that we did, you got really mad in that one. Because you couldn't <laughs> even make a simple so like razor scooter or I something. I, I really had a hard time. So I really truly <laughs> admired everyone that was able to do these. And it was like so cool to see you guys do it, but I, I just was incompetent at them. But I, I thought this was like the coolest thing ever right. this year. This is kind of a silly category, so I have kind of a silly winner, which is um, indeed... Clothes are optional? The Shin's new slang plays while shooting hoops in Spider-Man 2, which... You could not get over that. A whopping five people voted for. (laughs) 1.8% of the vote. I got you. We're on the same wavelength. No, so... This is such a On a more serious note, like I did, you know, I, when I talked about best narrative and I said like, wow, this game's really going for the narrative in a way I didn't expect. Like yeah. this was kind of a good example of that. Like yeah. this, they didn't have to do this. No. But with you and your friend going back to your old high school, shooting some hoops, like you actually like push the button to shoot the ball. Right. While this song plays. And I mean, you have this great dialogue I mean, too. that song would have been perfect 12 years ago, but. <laughs> I like that song. Well, you had, you had some big times 12 years ago too. <laughs> I, don't, I liked it. It was nice. I think it's. I think it was a good moment. But I, I just liked that it was this big swing of like we're gonna have this really like heartwarming moment between yes. these two characters, and they did try to have the, the, that point of like these people are all friends. They've known each other forever. Yes. They have that have special another part bond. where they go to Coney Island. That could very that could have been on the list too. Yeah. I saw. Did you see this? The Insomniac Holiday Party was recreating the Coney Island. Carnival. That sounds so great. That's way better than a Nintendo party that we went to where that would a have been... tarot card reader made someone cry. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been that would have been so cool to go that to. That is such a good idea. But yes, that is my pick. Good. Crazy as it may seem. I love it. I, I love it. I do love it. Alright, I have been waiting all day for this one. Vista King. Best Vistas. Here are six nominees. Spider-Man 2. The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Baldur's Gate 3, Dordone, 
Final Fantasy 16 and a Highland Saga. I did sneak that I one sneak in. Sneak it in. Okay, yeah. Snuck Perfect. that one in right at the deadline. <laughs> I think I went with the, oh, I forget what we cut, but I was like, this has yeah, got to go. Yeah, this has got to go in. Yeah, yes. it's got to go in. This is perhaps our most overwhelming win of the day, maybe? Yeah. 74%. The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. But as the Vista King, you can overrule them. No, this is my pick as well. Okay. <laughs> this is my this, pick. This is also my pick. Good. Okay. I did dabble with the idea of like, gosh, Dordogne looks so good. It did. But I think... It wasn't a Vista. Really. And I also, I really I really did try to challenge this from every angle. Yeah. Where I was like, you know, are these just the same Vistas from the last game? No. They're not. Like, should I should I try and recognize something new and different? And I, but I I went back to when we did our community Vista challenge. Yeah. And the things that I was seeing in there were very different. Yes. From what I saw in Breath of the Wild, and were you possible. You had the Sky Islands. In Breath that... of the Wild, but even beyond the Sky Islands, like people captured stuff that really amazed me and surprised me. Yeah. And it is more than just the same places mm -hmm. from Breath of the Wild. And the thing that I love about it is some of these other games, they will present you with a vista that is beautiful, but it's like the game is telling you to look at it and they're right. showing it to you from a certain angle. With Tears of the Kingdom, it's like the challenge is like, you are making this vista. You have to make this look good. Yeah. Like it, it generally looks good, but you can make it look amazing if you position yourself, if you do these things with the camera, mm -hmm. at the right time of day, all of this stuff. So and there's also the sense of discovery that it comes right. hand in hand with this game. That's mm -hmm. what makes the vistas really special because you never know. You could round the corner, you could climb up a, a rock, you can jump to a sky island, you could be diving off something and all of a sudden you see it. Right. You know, and that's something that only exactly. you can discover in that moment. And sometimes it's like, impo I, I, I'll never capture this again. No, because the time also. of day, it's like the weather right. or the whatever. Versus like a game like Baldur's Gate like has these points where it's like it, they wanted yeah. you to walk to this place and look, look at this out. great view, yes. which it looked great, but it's not the same. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I agree with that. So, yes, I, I am fully in support of this overwhelming victory here. Great okay. year for Vistas. Good year for Vistas. I Next. like this one. This is a good one. The biggest news bombshell. Oof. So we're getting away from, from specific games and talking about things that happened this year. Six nominees are the Grand Theft Auto 6 reveal. Good thing we didn't miss that. <laughs> I know, right? Sneak that in. Jim Ryan leaving PlayStation. Microsoft's Activision acquisition goes through. I hope I never have to say that again. That's very hard to say. Activision acquisition. <laughs> It's like a tongue twister. Charles Martinet is no longer the voice of Mario. What? Whoa. The Zelda movie announcement. Yeah. And finally, the Mario movie breaks box office records as Billion predicted dollars. by none other than yours truly. Moi. <laughs> Let's see. Second place, the Zelda movie announcement ah. got 27.6%. But first place... And per perhaps a surprising victory? I don't know. Charles Martin is no longer the voice of Mario. That's God. a bombshell. 44% of the vote. That was crazy. When this happened, that was crazy. More than the Zelda movie, though. Oh, my gosh. Definitely. Wow. It's this, more drama. This That's definitely drama. This had a big impact on every Nintendo fan, our community, who've just come to love and know Charles as the voice exactly. of Mario for a long time. Like, yeah. 20, was it 25? Like, I don't even know. Over really that. long, yeah. really long time. Yeah. And even though Mario is not the most chatty guy in games, I think 
people just the end of an just era. felt felt some had some feelings about this. Yeah, you definitely feel some type of way when like this thing from your childhood suddenly is no longer. And it was it was definitely sad and in a moment of like recognizing Charles for the wonderful joy that he brought to the character of Mario. And also just, yeah, recognizing that this is the end of something, you know? So yeah. I agree. I think this is a very, a pretty big bombshell. <laughs> it was my pick. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. On the other end of things, uh, poor Jim Ryan got a whopping two votes. Oh. My oh, pick no. here is the Activision acquisition. Really? Because when we started the year... We didn't know this was going to go through. There was a good chance that this fell apart. There's so many things, dramatic and things that happened along the way. I think now we're in this kind of moment of pause where I'm sure those two companies are working things out and getting ready. Yes. And I think everybody's glad to have a break from the weekly update of yeah. something happening in a courthouse. But I do think starting next year and pretty early next year, we're going to start to see the impacts of this. And I do think it'll be significant. Is it going to, you know, completely change Microsoft's fortune? I don't know. But it is it is big for the industry and it's big for Xbox. So, yeah. And it was, it, it was an amazing story to follow around the year. It was great content for us as well. Yeah, I feel like this one didn't feel as much of a like sort of this bombshell because it happened so slowly. I mean, it did. I mean, it first happened... The year before. Right. And it kind of was trickling out little by little, little right. by and then every like week we we hear some like new wrinkle. Right. You know, whether it's like from, you know, the the the, the government, like the FTC, whatever, all that stuff. And then and then you would hear like the stuff of the leaks. And so it, because it was kind of dragged out right. in such a lengthy way, I think it didn't feel as bombshelly <laughs> to me as it the the Charles Martin anything, which was just like Bam! This this news dropped, and we were all yeah. like shook. And there's you know? still a lot of mystery around that. Honestly, we've talked a lot about how we were a little confused at how that was handled. Yeah, and a lot of the big questions remain unanswered. Right. Like, is the new guy the new forever? guy forever, or, or was just he for just wonder? the new guy for this game? And yeah. what is a Mario ambassador? We don't know. No, and we haven't heard from Charles since that like one little panel that he did where he. Yeah. Admitted he, that seemed, he was also confused about confused what Amara Ambassador does. <laughs> right. So right. there's still an air of mystery around this, and it's like until the next Mario game comes out or until the next Mario thing comes right, out, right, right. we might not get an update on what exactly is going on behind the curtain. Yeah. But it's very suspicious, but we have to recognize that this is such a such a big deal for the Nintendo, for all Nintendo fans, you know? Yeah. Our next category is the best. Non-game game thing. Did you get that? Yep. Non-game game thing. I got it. <laughs> so this is some, you know, something in the world of entertainment or real world that is related to a game but is not actually a game. Our six nominees are the Super Mario Brothers movie, Super Nintendo World, The Last of Us TV show, Castlevania Nocturne, The End of the Ash storyline, and the Pokemon animated series. And finally, Scott Pilgrim takes off. Nice. And the winner is, with nearly 50% of the vote, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, big year for Mario. Well-deserved. Second place was The Last of Us TV show. Third mm -hmm. place was Super Nintendo World, which, to be fair, launched in Japan prior to this year. Right, so launched in the U.S. this year. Depending on 
where you are and, and your perspective, maybe it's not all that new, but right. it was new to us. It was new to us. Yes. It was new to us in the U.S., yeah. Yeah, I love um, that we have the ability to have this category now a days because mm -hmm. just a few years ago, there were no movies, there, there were no theme much. parks, there were no TV shows on HBO, there were nothing. Um, so now that we have this, like, I don't know, like, it's cool to see video games have, like, a bigger presence in all of entertainment. And, yeah, what a year it was for all of these, like, super high-quality things. Um, but obviously, my pick is also the Super Mario Bros. movie. That was incredible, like, an incredible experience just overall. And just a huge sigh of relief that this movie was good because we were all really worried and we wanted, of course, like, as to not crush our childhood dreams, we all wanted this to be a wonderful thing, and it, and it was. So, there you go. I narrowed it down to the movie and Super Nintendo world, yeah. and I had a great way to decide what the winner would be, which was, if one of these was bad, which would hurt me more yeah. if this thing was bad? Exactly. So I went with the movie yeah, because yeah. I spent the first you know part of this year really on edge mm -hmm. about this movie, worried about this movie, scared yes. about this movie, and ultimately the movie was great, yes. and I came away feeling great and loving Mario more than ever, and I still love Super Nintendo World, but I feel like maybe that thing's footprint on the world in the end is not as big yeah. as the Mario movie. It's not as accessible movie. as the movie. Right, you have to go there. You got to go do yeah, the thing. Yeah, you watch a movie. Yeah. And even though we had an incredible day there, I think the, the movie edges it out. And I just saw like the, the movie got nominated for some Golden Globes. I that saw happened. that, then, yeah. Those Oscars, I forget. I don't know when those get yeah, announced. it's like the but early part of next year. So it might, it might continue like, could, to... Could the Mario movie win an Oscar? Could Mr. Miyamoto be up there holding an Oscar? Oh that would be gosh. That would be so incredible. I hope so. That would be I would, amazing. I would love that. I would love that for him. For yeah. him and... For Mario. Yeah, we are, we are in Can you get the Mario costume character up there to hold an Oscar? No, that's tacky. <laughs> At the Oscars? <laughs> we could re recreate a Will Smith moment with the Mario you costume slapped. character? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I agree. I think, like, everybody was just, especially you, but also me, we were all, like, just on edge. Like, we don't, we do not want this to ruin our childhood. And it didn't. It made our childhood... Even better than yes. ever. Yes. And so. now, we're, now we're on to worrying about the Zelda movie. Yes. Will that ruin our childhood next? Probably yes. All right. The next is a big one. Oh. Character of the year. Ooh. Whoa. This was tough to come up with six characters, honestly, because yeah. there were so many great ones. Right. And our nominees are Astarian mm. from Baldur's Gate 3. Yes. Obviously, Astarian won Best Performance yes. at the Game Awards. Sid. From Final Fantasy 16. Hottie. Not Clive and the very meme-worthy Ben Starr. <laughs> this is not best performance. This is character of Just the year. character. Character, yeah. Miles Morales from mm. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man. Saga Anderson from Alan Wake 2. Princess Zelda oh. from The Legend of Zelda Tears yeah, of the nice. Kingdom. And finally Mario from everything. From everything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's see here. Top two... Coming in second place is Mario. Ah. First time Mario ever came in second place. Oh my gosh. Two. Princess Zelda. Oh. And I remember when we were, you were like, should we even put her on the list? No, I know. I was thinking about that. But yeah, I'm glad we did because it seems like you guys love Princess Zelda for the character of the year this year. And yes, she, was, she did a thing. Over 33% of the vote. Congratulations to Princess Zelda. 
Final thoughts on her role in this game. Interesting role in the game. Definitely more involved than she is in other Zelda games, mm -hmm. which is great. I love to, you know, see Princess Zelda just do more and more every time we see her. Um, but yeah, yeah, and you know, but you know, sort of, it's sort of one of those things is beyond Tears of the Kingdom, we, we hadn't seen much of Princess Zelda after that, so. Yeah, I thought that she had a, a, a great role in the game, you know, We'll stay out of the spoiler zone. Yeah. But some really anything. of the special moments of the game involved her. Involved yes. her. There were some, some surprising things that happened to her. Continues to have, you know, more and more of a bigger role in the series, which is great and hopefully something that continues in the future. If you had to narrow this down to the best new character, because some of the, I mean, Miles Morales, Mario. Sid. I would probably pick Sid. I'd really like Sid. I love Sid. Yeah, Sid's great. Saga Engine's pretty awesome. Why was too. why was Clive not on this list? I don't know. I feel like Clive is not as memorable somehow. Even though you Sid were, was in it less. I'm <laughs> in very the game confused less. about your feelings on Clive. Yeah, I, I feel like Clive is a little. Clive different. is just eye candy. Is I that what it is? A generic eye candy. All right. All right. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so your pick is Mario. Oh, it's mine too. Yeah, Mario How could it not be? was the star of this year. He was. Let's be real. Mario was everywhere. Mario was obviously in the movie in a way that we've never seen Mario before, which was amazing. Um, you know, just the, the, the prolificness of Mario, the transcendent nature of Mario is not to be... Trifled with. Exactly. Yes. And then you just cannot take that lightly. Like the power of Mario, you know, and I'm, I'm Coming so... soon to Fortnite, Mario? <laughs> yeah? 12 year olds keep dreaming. Sling and um... slurp juice, right? Oh, yeah. That's what he's, <laughs> he's going to be doing that with an AK. He's going to be twer twerking with an AK in Fortnite soon? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But Mario is amazing. I mean, I, I always, sometimes I worry a little bit. I'm like, are people going to forget about Mario? And the answer is a resounding no way. From what we saw I mean, this we got, year. We got a new 2D Mario game. We got the Mario movie. We got the Mario theme park. We got Mario yeah. RPG. Yeah. Wow. We got a lot, and I got I'm, more Mario I'm sure next I for, year. I'm sure I forgot some things, too. Yeah, we got more Mario next year. But the year. thing that is, yeah. is amazing right. about Mario is like you never get tired. Nobody's ever tired of Mario. Yeah, you say the name Mario, no one's like, ugh. Because it's such, a, it's such a versatile character mm -hmm. that can do literally anything. Yes. And is not just pigeonholed into like this one thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just, just incredible. Really incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Best game mechanic okay. is our next category. And our nominees are Ultra Hand from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Fuse from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. Altering the World with Photographs from Viewfinder, Web Swinging from Spider Man 2, Rhythm Based Action in Hi Fi Rush. And wonder effects from Super Mario Brothers. Wonder. Another huge, like overwhelming win here. I can see. Yes, top three. Fuse was third place. Wonder effects were third place, and it's a Nintendo sweep on the top three because Ultra Hand was number one. Oof. Best game mechanic of the year. Yeah, I mean. There you go. Pod racing. <laughs> what else do you need to say? Um, yes, Ultra Hand was a was a very Interesting and cool gameplay mechanic. Obviously, when we saw the different gameplay mechanics that were new in Tears of the Kingdom in that video, we were like, what is happening? Minecraft has come to The Legend <laughs> of Zelda. Um, I think we were, I, I came over with that being like a little bit unsure. Like, 
is this gonna work? And it did. It worked. And it yeah, was, or would this was cool. feel out of place yeah. in a Zelda game? Why, exactly. is, why is Link doing this? But no, it, it definitely yeah, it totally works. did. Yeah. And yeah, there were just so many creative solutions to doing things mm -hmm. in the game, like even beyond just like making zany things. Like yeah, like it, you actually needed. It to actually do had an application yeah. in the game that that felt good and was fun. And I mean, I think I think Fuse and Ascend also need some recognition because yeah. those are all great additions, and it yeah. made the game very you know mechanic based and mechanic heavy. And I mean, I think Ascend feels very functional, but in a lot of ways, it's just great. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I would be like, "How do I get out of here?" Right. And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, Ascend." And then I, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, "Oh yeah, I could do this." Um, and it was such a cool moment when you like had that those kinds of aha things that happened to you in Tears of the Kingdom, which made it super fun. And and yeah, to your point, like it made it very like different the way that everyone was playing the game. Like everyone can play it their own way, which is really cool. Right. I had so many realizations playing that game. I was like, I'm really underutilizing all these mechanics. Yeah. And I think that's fun where you need to kind of challenge yourself to not just you know, button mash to beat an enemy or do things the same <laughs> yeah, way. Of yeah, like, think about like, it. Like, no, what, this game has given you all these tools. Yeah. Don't like, be a loser. How can you... just mash the button. Come up with something... Come just banging away on that keyboard. <laughs> come up with something new. And that's part of the joy of this game is like, yeah. what What can I do that I have never done before yeah. and it's based on my own imagination? Yeah, exactly. Um, that is not what I actually picked <laughs> That up. said that is not the winner that said <laughs> for you. That said is not the winner for me. The winner for me is the Wonder Effects. Oh. I was just so delighted by these, and that was the one thing that I wanted so badly from this latest 2D Mario game was I wanted this team to get weird. I wanted this You did. Team, you, I wanted this you'd team. You said that for months. Yeah, I, that's what I wanted because everything was so bland before that. I just, I wanted them to just let go of all of these pre- preconceived notions mm -hmm. or conceptions of what this could be. And I just, yeah, I wanted to be surprised and 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 just, yeah, and I, I was. Like every time I hit a wonder seed and a, and a wonder effect happened, I was just like laughing joyously, like what the heck is going on? I don't care, I love this. Um, I loved how like a lot of them were just like a one-time use, like one time only, and then you right. like never saw them again. Like that was, so cool like you know you just get this taste of it and you're like that works so well for that moment and that moment only um so yeah i thought that was just a wonderful part of of this game and i i just i loved it so much yeah i feel like these are all really deserving options mm -hmm. mine is altering the world with photographs yeah. from viewfinder which i i continue to think is the most next gen thing i experienced in a game this year, which is yeah. amazing when you look at all the other games and all the other incredible things that they did. And I don't know how they implemented this. I don't know how they tested this so that it's not just constantly breaking the game. But it was just like a part of your brain unlocked of, oh, I'm in this world where I can alter reality and take a picture of something and place it into the real world and give it depth and use that to get to a different place. And, and then, it always worked was the thing. Right. And I don't they, know how they did that. And then they did some amazing things where you would go through, like, oh, well, here's a photograph that has a different art style, and you place that down. And it's like, now you're in that art style that's all surrounded you. And so incredible. It's just, just a mind-blowing 
thing, which just made that game so unforgettable for me. Yeah. Well, Next. thinking about something that was There's not that unforgettable. Forgettable. <laughs> Most forgotten game. <laughs> so we had to do this category this year because there were so many games and the pace of the releases was so relentless. It was sadly easy for games to get forgotten. Yeah, even the biggest games had right. like a very um, low shelf life. A right, fast like shelf some life. games would come out and get maybe a weekend of people talking about it and playing it. Some games just got nothing right. and were just completely swept under the rug. So this does not mean that these are bad games at all. These are just games that, for whatever reason, couldn't keep up with the pace or maybe had a bad release date. A lot of bad release dates. Whatever, whatever it is. So, and ironically, perhaps the winners are so forgotten we forgot to we put them down as nominees. To put them on the I list. don't know. This yeah. is, these are the ones that we could come up with. Yeah. Uh, we have eight nominees here. Yeah. Advanced Wars 1 plus 2, Starfield, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Goldeneye on Nintendo Switch Online, WarioWare Move It, Octopath Traveler 2, Bayonetta Origins, but remember that? No. And Diablo <laughs> 4. <laughs> I have a great comment here from Dustin King who said, I like how Fire Emblem didn't even make the cut for Forgotten Game. Whoopsie. Fire Emblem Engage is probably what Dustin is referring to. I feel like to. I've seen some continued conversation of Fire Emblem this year. There was actually, that game also released at the very beginning of the it year. Did. So we do have some recency bias here, I believe, um, in terms of like your memory just cannot go back that far. Well, Bayonetta Oranges came out very early too. Honestly, don't remember. I look closely at the release calendar for these. Yeah. Uh, the, there were three that really dominated the responses here. Number three, Bayonetta Origins. Mm. Number two, Octopath Traveler 2. Mm -hmm. And number one, Advance Wars 1 plus 2. Oops, <laughs> perhaps a game that Nintendo themselves forgot about in that long uh, delay. Yeah, yeah, that that's had. right. The delay was kind of like a, a nail in the coffin for that poor game. Yeah, that didn't Yeah, that help. did not help. Um, I think they had their heart. And then hearts. it was just like that drop that with no fanfare. It was just like, here's the game. Yeah, their heart was in the right place for delaying it, but... You know, the reason that they delayed it is a thing that is still ongoing. So I think they found themselves in, in this pickle. weird position of, well, what do we do now? Yeah. Do, well, can we never release this game? Yeah. So they kind of had to not make a big deal about it and just put it out there. And, right. And sadly, it came and went. It really, truly did. It really did. Really, truly did. So that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, and again, these are all really good games. And I mean, God, like WarioWare came out the week after... Mario Wonder, mm -hmm. bad bad idea. Um, you know, Diablo Four had like a big first couple weeks, and then just yeah. completely lost its momentum. Because another a huge, huge games came out like right afterwards. Right. Yeah. Octopath Traveler. We've talked so much about why this game got snubbed mm -hmm. at the Game Awards, and you know, it. This is this is one of the big reasons why. So, just a hard year. And we talked to people about this at Day of the Devs of like, this was a really hard year to put out a game because you really had to nail the release date and what you were doing leading up to that release exactly. date to get people to care. Not as easy as you might think. No, probably the hardest year ever so far to do that. And that sort of that like announcement strategy was so important. And if you don't just nail it just right and just sort of, cut through all of that distraction, you didn't have a shot in, shot in hell, unfortunately. 
Your my, pick? My pick is Diablo 4. Because mm. you've made fun of me relentlessly. <laughs> for we, we really did. We really, that, it was like, like that. It was like a one day decision. It's like we were, every night we were playing Diablo 4. Right, Literally right. every night. We were, we were like, we were real gung-ho about it. We were playing like a couple hours every night. It was great. We had this group that we were playing with. It was awesome. And then it was like 24 hours later. I was like, this game's gone. I'm deleting it. <laughs> Harsh. This is really hard. I had to. Harsh. I had to do a Band-Aid rip because I had to move on to like all the other games. And I felt kind of bad for the people we were playing with because they weren't You as, ghosted them. They weren't on They like, didn't get an early code for Starfield. They weren't That's on what our it was. relentless schedule. Like we, no. we have to because we. this is our job. Um, so it was really funny because I was like, sorry guys. <laughs> See you never. <laughs> and I had to like ghost them. Yeah, it was really sad. I haven't talked to them since. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I'm totally kidding. My pick here is GoldenEye oh. for Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> oh, no. Do you remember, like, how how many years has the build-up to this game coming out been? Of Like, oh, my God, we now have yeah. NSO. They added N64 to NSO. We can finally get GoldenEye. We can relive the golden days with the boys doing and multiplayer GoldenEye. Uh, figuratively, not literally, the boys. Okay. Hashtag the boys. And there was so much rejoicing when it came out. Yeah. And this was the literal... It was like 24 one hours. One weekend and yeah. we're out. We had one of our best one-up club superstars... That was pa so Patreon meetups fun. ...playing GoldenEye. Unlike everybody one two switch we actually had a good time we playing GoldenEye. We had an amazing GoldenEye. time amazing. playing GoldenEye. And, and it just could not keep could up. Not, yeah. I think there's a few reasons for this. Like, so remember the the game also came out on Xbox, but they totally like bungled the controls. Well, it was a thing where the Xbox version had updated graphics, but no multiplayer. The Switch version had or online multiplayer. The Switch version had online multiplayer, but nothing else. And the most Forked controls. That's so like, weird. I had to spend 30 minutes Customizing in, the, your... in the like hardware settings, remapping buttons there to was... come up with a competent way to play Goldeneye. There were there were guides on how to do that that I had to like look up literally. Unless you unless you wanted to buy the N64 controller, which oh it's not available. It's no. two hundred dollars on eBay right. to play this game. Like they did not do, and it just imagine. Like we know how much work had to go into getting like the, well, the, the rights. We get the rights, stuff. or we yeah. got to negotiate this thing with with Xbox now of how we can release this. I'm just sad around this, honestly, because yeah. of how much work and what this could have been. Like there could still be people playing GoldenEye online if they had just, just done a few right. things differently. Yeah. To release this in a, in a different way. Right. It's really unfortunate. It's just a bummer. Yeah. So now it's too late. Now we can wait another uh, eight years for this to be the the little drip feed on the Switch Two NSO. Oh God. And hopefully not remap some buttons. Wow. Mm, that one hurts. Mm. That one hurts more so than some of these other ones, which I I could always go back and play more Advance Wars or Diablo Four or any of these things. <laughs> right. Right. Deep breath. Next one is best update or DLC. Yeah. And our nominees are Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania, Mario Plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Rayman in the Phantom Show, wow. 
Theater Rhythm final bar line, they had just a lot of DLC, so we just lumped it all in there. Or the Baldur's Gate 3 epilogue, which I spoke so much about on last week's yeah. episode. Now, we had our worst omission of all these nominees. It was pointed out to us many times. We made a mistake on this one. Oh. Please read the comment. Selfco says, very surprised that Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Future Redeemed isn't an option for best DLC. That would have been my pick. Uh, file, that under, file that under oops. Just like missile. F file that under again. nobody's perfect or file that under blame Krista. Hey! You can pick which one you'd like to file what? that under. Nobody's nerfed again? <laughs> <laughs> What's more? Sorry. I'm not <laughs> sure it would have mattered though because we had a over another overwhelming win here. Not for Cyberpunk 2077, which came in second place mm. at 30%. Pretty big. 30% is a pretty lot. Good, yeah. But 55% voted for the Mario Kart 8 uh -huh. Deluxe Booster Course Pass. Pass. This was, of course, year two, the final year of the Booster Course Pass. Yeah. So many great new courses added. This was my pick as well. This is my pick as well. Great. Yeah. Unanimous. What, what a great way to wrap up Mario Kart 8. You know what I mean? Like we did that whole retrospective on looking back at the incredible 10 years of this game and what it started as and then what it became for Nintendo. It's really amazing. And I think these booster course passes are just like such a cool way to extend the life of this game. And yeah, and again, this year was the, the last one just a, a, few a few weeks ago. And it was just a great way to wrap up this game. Yeah, I mean, it just showed how you could extend Mario Kart forever it was fun to get a taste of the Mario Kart Tour tracks, which before then, like, I hadn't really right. che checked out. And unlike, you know, our last category where these things kind of came and went, like, surprisingly, these did have a pretty good life. I mean, I, there's still a lot of people just playing Mario Kart yeah. at all times. Right. The game is so big, but these felt like pretty big moments. Every, every within, time I went with, back. Within the community at large, like, everybody wanted to try these out and play them online and put them through the paces and do their own little pecking order of like, well, this was cool, this was not. Yeah. Like this, and now Mario Kart 8 is just this incredible, incredible package. Yeah. And it was already super great to begin with. It's like a next, next caliber now though. So I can't wait to see the future for this franchise, but I think the foundation that was set with 10 years of Mario Kart 8 is extremely strong. So right. it's gonna be cool to see where they go from here. I extolled the virtues of the Baldur's Gate 3 epilogue last week. Should have been in the game, so I can't I can't yeah. I can't honor it as being the best update when it kind of should have been in the yeah. in the main game. Cyberpunk, sadly. We haven't played it yet, is the thing. One of, I one need to of play the this. things that I just couldn't get to this year. I will get, get to I it. will do this over the Christmas break. Yes, exactly. It is what it is. Is what it is. Okay, our next two categories. I might need to undo this tie a little bit because things might get a little, a little, little, little hot Whew, under the collar I'm here. Fan myself. <laughs> so our next two categories. Oh, let me just set the table here. We have Hottie of the Year, which mm -hmm. is a new category which you insisted upon. We need to have this category every year. Followed by <laughs> Bodie, Bodie, aka Butt of the Year. Followed by our Bodie. newest inductee into the Bodie Hall of Fame. Remember last year we inducted Bayonetta into the Bodie Hall of Fame. An incredible first inductee. Yes. So deserving oh my goodness. of the Bodie Hall icon. of Fame. Icon. True icon. Icon. 
butt con. And then we get back to some more. The one after that is best hundred hour RPG. <laughs> how did we? How did we come up with the order Ooh. of this? We just need so, well something in the middle. Yes. Just to, just to liven it up a bit. Yes. Okay. So hottie, hottie of the, of the year. Hottie of the year. You really dominated the nominees for this. We have so many hotties this year. Kiryu from Like a Dragon Gaiden. Hot. Ganondorf. Ooh, Daddy Ganondorf. From The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. You're just muttering to yourself. Yeah. We have a Starion from Baldur's Gate Three. Yeah. This is your my, my one. Your one. Your one contribution. The statues of Char from Baldur's Gate Three. I, as well. I, I looked this up though, and I was like, "Oh." We'll talk about this later. <laughs> Clive from Final Fantasy Sixteen mm. and Sid mm. from Final Fantasy Sixteen. Wow. Yum. What a year. What a delicious snack. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a comment. I wanted to just have you explain yourself with statues of Shark, because maybe a lot of people don't know who, the, oh. who this what this is. So, Everything else fine. I think we'll, is pretty we'll self-explanatory. We'll do this out of order. This is my this is my one nominee. This yeah. is my winner. <laughs> Let me say this. So there was a time in the 80s where people were like making movies uh -huh. about falling in love with a mannequin. Oh yeah, there was a movie called Mannequin. And it was like, oh my god, this mannequin is so hot. Like I'm gonna imagine <laughs> that this mannequin came to life and I'm gonna like marry this mannequin. And like that's kind of gone out of style. Yeah. But I kind weird. of had that moment with these statues. So there's like a dungeon, there's like a whole religion around this deity called Shar. Okay. And one of the dungeons you go into is like all it's it's like dedicated to Shar. And they have these statues everywhere that just had me tied into knots. Okay. Like, I, I barely got through this dungeon because, <laughs> like, I was just getting distracted. Yes. And in the end, a whopping... How many people voted for this? Oh, it's, like, so small. I think there was, like, maybe five people. <laughs> oh, ten, ten. We got into double digits. Oh, ten, wow. ten people voted. Wonderful. Those ten people, I want to shake their hands because they know what's up. <laughs> but... Please take take it away for the rest of this. I mean that that's all I wanted you to explain <laughs> okay. yourself because you that, the rest of the people on this You know how much I talked about these statues. You really talked really, about your really talk which is fine. It's good for you. Um, but the rest of the people <laughs> that we've nominated in this category I think is very self-explanatory. Right. So why don't you just go ahead and read all right. the top 3. Top 3 Sid from Final Fantasy 8.6%. Oh, yeah. Clive 13.2%. Yes. Sid and Clive are pretty hot. And then Boom! Ganondorf, 61.7%. Wow. <laughs> Pow! Take Pow! that. Um, that was... In your face hot. Yeah. Something. Now, we just had Reggie reconfirm yes. Link's hotness, but Link was not nominated. Link was not nominated. Explain this. Link? As the person who really was Link the brainchild. Was not nominated. That's true. Um, Link, I feel like, is a different... <laughs> you try cannot, and fumble through this explanation. stand up to this kind of hotness. Okay. It's a different kind of hot. More of a I really, boy, I really, boy next door white knight kind of hot. Not 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 the not the not Ganondorf. The, not the Peter Parker not, type. Not that. Kind I of really hot. like Sid. I've I've said before. I, Sid I really has like, a really. I really like that, Sid that in this deep category. Voice, yeah. That just you know he's always like smoking. But Kiryu, like, I do. I Kiryu do, is really. I hot. do feel like Kiryu is the hottest character in video games, like, bar none. Just ongoing. Ongoing pretty Most hot. Most ongoing hot character. Maybe we should like, Jeff Keighley has best ongoing game. Like, best Most ongoing, ongoing hotness. Most ongoing hotness. I think Kiryu has that on lock. Because <laughs> Kiryu is, right? then shows up later, and he's still freaking hot. Right, I mean, we, we've saw, like, this is like a 40-year a arc for Kiryu now. And he looks just 
freaking hot. It's exactly the same. Well, he's a video game character, so yeah. <laughs> no, he's real. Oh, okay. I'm going to meet him. He's real. Uh, but Ganondorf, so shocked the world when we got our new look at Ganondorf. I just got my Ganondorf amiibo. I'm going to bring that bring in. Bring him and, in and so you we can, can, you can, I can ogle him. Admire slash oogle that. Yes, I would love to. Um, Ganondorf is obviously my pick as well hmm. because I was I was tied into knots when they the first the first artwork of Ganondorf was revealed with the pose and the, yeah. the, the muscles. Right. I was just like, oh, we're going here now for the okay. I'm into it. We've had to have the developers sheepishly explain the hotness themselves, explain yeah. why why break down why he's hot. Why he is hot? Yes. yes, yes, exactly. That's I, been great. It was really cool. You know, just to get this kind of response for Ganondorf, because I, I really hope that we do see beyond him being extremely hot. Like, I would love to just know more about Ganondorf. What an interesting character. Mm -hmm. We got a little glimpse um, into Ganondorf for, in Tears of the Kingdom, I think more so than ever. And I just, yeah, I can't wait to, like, learn more about Ganondorf. How'd you get so hot? Tell us. We want to know. <laughs> we Too busy know. being evil to tell you about that. Yeah, you got you to have a bad boy, okay? That's right. that's what you need for hotness. Uh, we have a comment from Garf the Wolf. Yes. These categories are slaying me, but my hottie of the year definitely goes to Sid. Nice. The moment I saw that grizzled face and heard that gra gravelly voice, I melted. Yes, I agree. I'd be, I'd be swiping a hard right on his Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Very, very Wonderful. Good. All right. Moving on. Bodie. Here Bodie. we go. Uh, play, cue the music. Play the music. Uh, Brickhouse <laughs> by the Commodores. Play the music, please. Brickhouse. <laughs> Nominees are Ryoma from Like a Dragon Ishin. If you don't know, that's basically Kiryu. Yes, it's Kiryu. In, back in time. Right. Right. And you get a full moon view. Well, we don't need to explain every single one of these. I'm just saying, this is a very, like, you know what you're looking at. We have Venom from Spider-Man 2, perhaps the most confusing of these. <laughs> Venom is caked up, though. We had to nominate literally everyone in Street Fighter 6. <laughs> they think we had another category last year that was like, literally everyone from Xenoblade yes. Chronicles. <laughs> but this is that category. We yeah. have WarioWare Move It. The game, not just the character. The whole game, the whole game is, very is very butt focused. But oriented. <laughs> but oriented. We have Clive Rosfield mm -hmm. from Final Fantasy 16. And finally, we have Elephant Mario from Super Mario Brothers. Or any of the elephant characters, Wonder. I suppose. Well, it says Elephant Mario. It is Elephant. I mean, but he, it's Elephant Mario. Okay, fine. Is the but nominee. Th remember Elephant Mario, like, squeezing through that tiny door and doing that little... <laughs> <laughs> and and Bowser... And ba well, I guess that was Elephant Peach. Yeah. Bowser just being shocked. Shocked. At what he was... The flowers just kept was getting before his eyes. bigger and bigger and bigger, but yes. Very good. Very good selection of Bodie this year. The top three is really more like a top two. The top two dominated the votes, but the top three, WarioWare Move It got 10% about, eh. Literally everyone in Street Fighter VI <laughs> got 29% and pulling it out, the winner. Congratulations to Elephant Mario. You are a Bodie winner. Wow. Wow. Incredible stuff. That door shake did it in for everybody. I mean... There have been debates over the year about Mario's butt in different <laughs> games and different 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 remember developers' when, visions for remember Mario. In the movie Elephant or Elephant Mario, in the Mario movie, we were all concerned about right. Mario's butt because it looked really flat. Because in some games, it's it's right there, 
and in, in all its glory. And then in the movie, we were worried it was not. Maybe that was the Pratt seeping through. But no. <laughs> but, then, but then the butt was fixed, like later on. Well, they, they got those notes back to Chris Melodondry, ASA, and P. Immediately yes. fixed it. The community feedback. So yeah. this is wonderful. This is a great celebration uh, for us this year. Congratulations, Mario. Elephant Congratulations, Mario. Congratulations, Mario. Great. Again. So adorable. Might so be cute. The, might be the best thing about Elephant Mario in the end. Oh, ouch. What is your pick? Your No, we need your pick first. My pick is Ryoma. Because again, <laughs> I Right had, in that thumbnail. I had a moment. You're having with, beads of sweat coming down as you I watch had, him emerge from this bathhouse. I had a real moment with this because we were playing this game at a preview event. Okay, <laughs> so there was other people around. And... We were just kind of going through the section of the game. Obviously, it was kind of a bit, you know, sort of open. You can do whatever you uh -huh. want. One of the little sequences you can do is you basically are being chased out of a bathhouse. So you're like naked. But this man enjoys bath and peace. Well, I hope that he could, but he was being chased. So you run through the streets of old Kyoto, basically, like with your butt just like out. Out in the open air, <laughs> and it was a long. It was a long time for me to look at this butt. Lots of process there. I was. I was very. I was. I was a little shocked. There was. There's video footage of me being fanned by you. <laughs> as I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had the fan. They gave me the fan. They, they knew gave why. You a fan they knew they why knew we would need it. it. Right. Um, and I, that butt is like ingrained in my brain now. Like I cannot unsee it Perfect. ever again. So Perfect. that's why I picked Ryoma. We are now inducting the newest member of the Bodie Hall of Fame. But you didn't pick. Oh, excuse me. Yes. Uh, I'm voting for literally everyone in Street Fighter VI. I see. Okay. Uh, truly distracted me as I played that game. <laughs> Probably hurt my win-loss yes. category. Yes. And That's... I have to read W.G. Grizzy's comment oh. about butts. Oh, good. It's very important. Glad to see Octopath getting some justice in the K&K polls, much like Xenoblade 3 did last year. While I obviously didn't expect anything from Rainco to have made it since, I'm the only one in the community that's ever that has even played it. There's a line in there where Fubuki mentions the guards at her mansion would call her dummy thick <laughs> behind her back. Great localization. And she didn't know what it meant. And for that alone, I would have voted for her for Bodhi for such a funny line. Perfect. Oh, there we go. That's why we get these community rain codes. code. We can't play everything. Apparently, there's a wow. there's a butt moment you in rain code. That's in my backlog. Did now. not know that. But yes, all right. It is time to induct a new member of the Bodie Hall of Fame. Only two of these people so far. Yes. We have Bayonetta, and we are now inducting Wario. Congratulations, Wario. Butt is legendary. You were a butt icon yes. throughout the years for various reasons, which we yeah. will not go into detail on. Yeah, there's a lot of things that happen with your butt. <laughs> Good for you. Um, your butt is very useful sometimes. Yes. And very, um, yeah, it's, it's just there. It's I mean, when the butt there. can have an impact on gameplay, we have to take it very seriously. Very seriously. We have to take a clinical look at it. <laughs> Uh, scientific, Clinical. understand why Wario is the newest inductee. So get, there you get, go. get the chisels out because we're putting that on the new Bodhi Mount Rushmore <laughs> next to Bayonetta. Instead of like the statues of Shar, right. it's like a statue of Bayonetta <laughs> and a statue of Wario doing like a butt thing. I love it. I doing love a, it. Doing a butt thing, yes. Doing a butt thing. Wonderful. I love it. We really went, this is the thing, we, we went down to the wire on this. Yeah. Like we, we had decided a, we had, like... 
an hour ago. We had a handful of other options that over the weekend we could not agree on. I know, we really... Sending just vitriolic text messages. <laughs> no, it needs to be this. No, it needs to be that. Butts are very important but to us. But then when we came in, we looked at each other and we said, We Wario. just knew. We knew. There was a moment. We, we got past knew. it and it was Wario. Okay. Great. Great. Now to get serious All right. Again. Best 100-hour RPG. <laughs> this is kind of a joke because we joke that every game this year is a 100-hour RPG. Yeah. Kind of was true. Nominees are Hogwarts Legacy, Baldur's Gate 3, Starfield, The, Le the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Octopath Traveler 2, and Diablo 4. The winner, boom, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Sure. Not surprised. Not Some debate over whether this was an RPG. This is another thing where it's like but action, adventure, as, blah, as blah. the genres blend, who can keep track anymore? Mm -hmm. But yes. Let's, let's hope for a little bit more variety in our big games next year. Yes. Best your remake. Your pick? Oh. What's my going pick? on? Uh, I'm, I'm picking Baldur's Gate. I'm going to pick Baldur's Gate too. Really? Yeah, because I didn't finish it because it was really long. Are you going to get back to this game? I am, yes. Okay. Yes, I definitely am. Good. Best remake. What a year for remakes. Oh my gosh. Man. Right? When a remake gets nominated for a game of the year, you know it's a good year for remakes. This was an incredible year for remakes. I love the remakes. They yes. are They truly have a valuable place in this industry and in the games that I like to play now. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm so glad that we had enough that we could do a full category. Right, and if you missed a game in your childhood, what a great thing to have you be able to experience right. again, right? So we have Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, remember that? Yes, I do. Metroid Prime Remastered, Ghost Trick, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario RPG, and Like a Dragon Ishin. Wow. Six incredible games. With six incredible remakes. Yes. All of these, you know, really revitalized these games. There were three games that really capitalized the vote. Resident Evil 4 came in third at 22%. Super Mario RPG came in second at 33%. And just one percentage point more. The wow. winner. Metroid Prime Remastered. Wow. One percentage more. This was really close. Two, super... two votes separated. Wow. The winner and the loser. Really? Somebody's kicking themselves because they uh, should have been. It could have been me. Should have cast your vote. We need a recount. That's incredible. Yeah, that was a, that was a cool shadow drop. Metroid Prime Remastered. It was rumored for so that long. That surprised all of us. Yeah, surprised all of us. Exciting stuff. We, yeah, we we streamed this game. It was really fun to like go back to this, and it. I mean, it was wonderful. So, yeah. It's amazing how I mean. Yes, it was nice for all of these games to get a fresh coat of paint and to, you know, get touched up in some places. All these games still hold up so well. It really does. And Metroid Prime Remastered still feels very ahead of it, the times now. Yes. 20 years later. I don't know how they did that, that is possible. Right. Your pick. Ghost Trick is my pick. Mm. Ghost Trick is a game that I missed. Didn't forget that one. There's a couple of games that I, I did... This is, you know, playing the remake, like I was saying, is, is my first time playing a Super Mario RPG is another one of those games. And it's great that we have a chance to do that now. I'm sure there's lots of people that are playing some of these games for the first time, and it's so cool to be able to experience it um, in, in these, like, remastered versions. But, yeah, Ghost Trick was a game that I missed, um, and I was just completely, I completely fell for this game. It was amazing. And now I know what the hype was all about because everyone is always telling me, like, how come you haven't played this game yet? It's so amazing. 
Um, but what a surprise and, and so glad that I was able to finally experience this one. Yeah. My pick is Resident Evil 4. Yeah. And, you know, if you had asked me maybe 10 years ago what my 10 favorite games ever are, I would have absolutely had that on the list. But over the years, I've kind of had some questions about that of like, oh, does that game still hold up? I played the Switch version when they just did a very bare bones re-release and I was like, eh, maybe this game isn't holding up the way I thought it did. But then this came around and it slammed the door shut on that. I'm like, no, this game is still absolutely incredible. Yeah, one of the best games of all time. I'm not the biggest Resident Evil fan, but there's just something about this one that is hits. a masterpiece. And I was really happy that yeah. that game still could make me feel that way. And I really like this version of Resident Evil. Um, the other ones are a little bit too scary for me. And this one you just feel... You're, you're so scared, but you're very capable right. as Leon. Right. I love that. Mm -hmm. All right, we're in the home stretch now. We have three categories to go, and then our top 10 games of the year list. Next two categories are about us. Oh, That's boy, fine. us. We have the best Kit and Krista podcast episode. The nominees are Honest Feelings After Reuniting with Miyamoto, Is Tears of the Kingdom Meeting Our Expectations? Mystery Guest reveals Nintendo Minute Secrets. That was producer Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Shigeru Miyamoto's Pikmin Obsession Explained. Kit's Sonic the Hedgehog Trauma Finally Revealed. <laughs> and Reunited and Spilling Secrets with our Nintendo co-workers. Oh, boy. All great episodes. All great episodes. All I would say every single one of our episodes are my favorite. True. So, there you go. The top three... Number three is Mystery Guest Reveals Nintendo Minute oh. Secrets. That's producer Stephanie. Yes. Number Dropping two is our Sonic Week episode, my Sonic the Hedgehog trauma <laughs> finally revealed. And the winner, just a few weeks ago, this happened. Reunited and spilling secrets with our Nintendo co-workers. Wow. Amazing. That was my winner, too. Really? It was. Wow. It was just something that I wanted to do for so long, and it also was tied into the incredible um, moment of moving into our new right. dedicated studio space. Uh -huh. And the only reason we can do episodes like the one that we did with our old Nintendo coworkers is because we have this new space. And it just felt like this moment where we like, we like grew to a new level. Right. Um, we leveled up. Uh, and, uh, and uh, I, I mean, we love our Nintendo coworkers. They're more than coworkers. They are very good friends of ours. So having a chance to just kind of sit down and hang out is just wonderful. My winner is not oh. the Sonic Week episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Still traumatized. Also, uh, that was a great episode, and Katie was a wonderful oh, uh, helper to get that off my chest. Yes. But my pick here is the Honest Feelings After Reuniting with Miyamoto oh. at the Mario movie premiere. I just have such fond feelings of all the things we did around the Mario movie. Yes. And going to that premiere is something I didn't expect to have happen. Uh, when we got invited, I was sure that Nintendo would go through that list of who the studio wanted to invite and said, oh no, Not delete. Not you guys, and, and delete and us. And we would get uninvited. <laughs> but we went, we had a great time, we saw the movie, we reunited with a lot of people like Doug Bowser, who we hadn't seen in a long time. And yeah. then we had this incredible moment at the after party where we saw Miyamoto. So just recounting all of these incredible things happening one yeah. after the other through this podcast was very special. It was very special. And it was a, a really like unexpected thing to happen, so. Yes. Yes. 
Best Super Kitten Krista 64 episode. Oh. We did more of a vlog focus with Super Kitten Krista 64 this year. So we got out. We did some stuff. Well, we're out and about. Here are the six nominees. Mario movie premiere vlog. Finding Tears of the Kingdom's Hyrule in Real Life. Super Nintendo World Full Park Tour. Recreating food from Super Nintendo <laughs> World. Checking out the video game scene in China and checking out the video game scene in Taiwan. We had to include the both of those, the, the solo... Yeah, the solo vlogs. Uh, international travel vlogs fun. that we had. Yes. And let's see. Again, there were three that stood out. Number three was recreating food from Super Nintendo World. Mm -hmm. That was a fun one. Number two was the Mario movie premiere vlog. And big number one was the Super Nintendo World Full Park Tour. Wow. Yes. And we have a comment from Tug's Puppy Bear. I know it doesn't strictly qualify, but my favorite game moment of the year was being lucky enough to visit Super Nintendo World in Hollywood on the third day of its soft open. The park had that new park smell and was pristine and beautiful. Everything was working and there was plenty of room and space. Even Mario Kart was running the Japanese Everything language. Everything was working. That's, it's very important to note that. Even Mario Kart was running the Japanese language software oh. as the English version hadn't been loaded in yet. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's so cool. As both a fan of games and theme parks, I'm keenly aware of how rare a soft opening, let alone a Nintendo soft opening is, and can't help but wonder if there was one of my big personal lucky wins in my life. The experience was magical, the food was good for, for a theme park, and I genuinely felt like Nintendo nailed the theme park experience better than I could have hoped. It was hard to believe this year was the first of Super Nintendo World in North America. Great yeah. comment, my Great gosh. comment, and what a, what a cool experience to go visit during the soft opening. Um, my personal pick for this is the movie premiere vlog for mm. all the reasons that you had just said i was just shocked that we were even invited and and ended up getting a chance to go to to this incredible event i've never been to a movie premiere before i've never been to an after party for a big movie premiere before and it was like the most incredible after party movie premiere experience ever um obviously it was really fun to come out of that feeling good about the movie as well. I think we had so many people that were, you know, experiencing that moment with us. We had Andre sitting right behind right. us. Um, and I could hear people laughing, you know, and and just like everybody was just filled with joy at the end of that movie. And that was just like the best part of that whole experience was that the movie was good and we had a great time and we got to see so many people and it was such a such a fun, just a fun night. My pick is uh, what won here, the Super Nintendo World Full Park Tour. Just so, feel very special to be able to document that trip. Yeah. Where, again, I'll keep saying this, like, people seem to not have as good a time as we did when we went. We had kind of the perfect storm of events yeah. and planning and timing on our side to really have a perfect day. Like, you could call, you could call this... At video, like a perfect day at Super Nintendo World, because that's what it was. It really was. It was perfection. We're so lucky, yeah. And I feel like we showed everything that the park had to offer. We really dug into some of the things that were under the surface that are yeah. not obvious and had such a great time with that. So that is my pick. Yeah. I'm noticing a fun little detail here in the results also. R2, checking out the video game scene in China and Taiwan, they both have the same number of votes, which oh. I think is very sweet and nice. Very nice. Yes. 
not winners, but uh, winners in our hearts. Yes. AKA losers. Oh. <laughs> All right. The big moment is here. No the losers here. The big moment is here. Game of the year. For this, we have. How many nominees? We have eight? One, no, we have two, ten. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We yes, have ten, ten categories. nominees. Or ten nominees, sorry. Yes. Yes. For this incredible year of games. And the nominees are for Game of the Year. The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Alan Wake 2, Sea of Stars, Pikmin 4, Octopath Traveler 2, Final Fantasy 16, Resident Evil 4, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Wow. What a year, guys. Man. What a year. I'm going to read these two comments and then you're going to give us the... Top three? All right. Okay. Topher Schmofer says, I don't know if I've, if I've ever 100%ed a game ever, but Pikmin 4 and Mario Wonder just really hit different this year, and now I did it twice. Really just speaks to the creativity and love put into both titles. I only have one vote, so it goes to the goes to Pikmin. I die for Ochi. We all would. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Higgins Genuinely fun categories in this. Kudos to y'all. I'm honestly not sure what my goatee is. Two of my biggest surprises came in in the form of the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic Dream Team. Games that Sonic Team proper had no real hand in. But Pikmin 4 is what really blew me away. From being lukewarm on both on the series at best to downloading the demo on a whim, impulse buying, and spending 50 hours 100%ing everything... Gosh, what a thrill. Wow! A lot of heat for Pikmin 4 here in these comments. Yeah! Could that be the winner? Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog, that, that would have been a good one for best surprise. Surprise, yeah. Okay. I kind of forgot about that one. Whoops. Uh, our top three. Starting with number three. Okay. Let's build some suspense here. Yes. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. <gasps> oh, wow. Three. Getting 11.6% okay. of the vote. Wow. Number two. Baldur's Gate 3. Wow. Getting 12.7% of the vote. Now, again, we have a lot of nominees, so the percentage gets spread out a lot more. Yeah. But it don't matter because our winner got over 50% of the vote. Congratulations wow. to The Legend of Zelda Tears Yay. of the Kingdom, the Kit and Krista Game of the Year. Wow. That's a huge percentage win. That's amazing. I'm kind of surprised, honestly, that Pikmin wasn't higher here because there are so many people in our community that absolutely love Pikmin 4. Pikmin came in with 7% oh, wow. of the vote. So this is one of those, like, vocal minorities-ish. <laughs> I mean, it's just hard. There were so many great games, and especially at the top, like, the, the top kind of, you know, 10% of those were just so amazing, like, yeah. all-time yeah. classics. I did go back and look at, like, what was, you know, our nominees for Game of the Year last year. Mm -hmm. This was definitely a stronger year. I mean, those games were great, too, but, like, these are, like, man, this was just tough. hit after hit after hit. Yes, I struggled hardcore with putting together my final list of ten. Like, really hard. Yeah. I had a lot of, like... I had a lot of Sophie's Choice moments. It I came fairly that. easily to me, actually, this year. Yeah. But it did not come easily to me at all. How do you want to do this? Do you want to share your full top ten, or do we want to do each ten, then each nine? 
What do you want? Um, hmm. Let's let's do our full top ten. All right, please. And then we still have to do best moment. Yes. Which is something that is not votable, but just our top moments right. of the year. Right. Right. So anyhow, uh, my top ten, starting from ten. Door Dome, number nine. Hogwarts Legacy, number eight. Ghost Trick, number seven. Final Fantasy sixteen, number six. Super Mario Brothers Wonder, number five. Sea of Stars, number four. Baldur's Gate, number three. Alan Wake, <gasps> number two. Tears of the Kingdom. Which means my game of the year is Spider-Man Two. Wow! Yes. Oh I've my! I've struggled. Gosh. But I will tell you why. After you review your list, I'll tell you why I picked Spider-Man Two. Okay. Okay. And wow. Not Tears of the Kingdom. Ooh. Still reeling from this revelation. <laughs> the suspense. Oh my gosh! Uh, my top ten. But don't look at it. Okay. 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 Count this down. Okay, staring I'm, right I'm at my screen here. I'm gonna close my eyes. Mm. Number ten. We have. A Highland song. Oh, I was serious wow. about not letting this happen again. Eeked it in there. The spirit of Gator Game lives on in a Highland song. <laughs> Number nine, Dordone. Oh. Number eight, Like a Dragon Ishin. Oh. Number seven, Resident Evil 4. Oh. Number six, Pikmin 4. Mm. Number five, Viewfinder. Oh, it's very high. Number four, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Number three, Spider-Man 2. Number two, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And number one is Baldur's Gate 3. Yes. <laughs> what? Why are you saying yes? Because <laughs> I really thought that you would struggle between Baldur's Gate and Tears of the Kingdom. Well. I wasn't sure which one you would go So with. actually that top three, all three of those... I really was like, this this kind of interchangeable. Like yeah, very it's like depending on what game, what kind of I have day. I have those like very clear. Like these yeah. were the three best games of the year. Yes. So I that agree. was the, but coming up with the ten was easy, but then I was like, gosh, the ordering of these three is really hard. Ask me like tomorrow and I might change my mind <laughs> and put another game right. in number one spot. Right. I agree, like there is such different games too. My top three, Spider-Man, Tears of the Kingdom, Alan Wake. It's like on like I might be in a different mood and I might say a different thing. Right. But it, right. it was hard it was hard to do that. It was very hard to like categorize those top hmm. three. Okay. But so the reason why, you know, I I have played Tears of the Kingdom more than any game this year. I have put you did. over two hundred hours into this game. I looked last night. That was it was like two hundred and ten right. hours. And aside from Koroks, you did everything. And aside from Koroks, I did everything. I, I thought about this for a really long time. It's like I must have loved this game <laughs> to have played it so much. And I, I absolutely did. There was moments of the game that were just absolutely amazing and brought me to tears. And I just loved everything about, you know, the exploration. Like we we talked about a lot when we were playing this game, like with the, you know, I 100%ed the maps for the depths, the sky and, and the and Hyrule. And I really loved, um, you know, all of that. But there was one thing that kept like nagging at me. And that was, was every moment of that 200 hours, was it fun? Like, did I, did I really love every single moment of that game? And I couldn't definitively say yes, because there were moments where, like, the altar hand stuff really frustrated me. Mm. That's actually where this game, like, fell a little bit for me. Is like, 
Really? I just, I felt very, like, I didn't, I was, felt, I was like, frustrated by some of that mm. stuff. And I was, like, I felt very inadequate looking at people's ultra hand builds online. And, yeah, like, th that video really did show, like, my struggle <laughs> <laughs> with these mechanics. And I really had a hard, I yeah. truly had a hard time with it. And th th those moments, it was not that fun to play that game. Okay. Um, and then I thought about some of the other games, you know, I played this year. And I, you know, was thinking about Spider-Man and how like every single moment of that game, a much shorter game, obviously is only like 25 hours or whatever that I spent playing that game, but there was not a single moment where I didn't have fun. And it was really important yeah. to me. Like I was laughing, I was just like, I felt so good, the combat, like everything about that game just felt amazing. Beginning to end, every single moment was amazing. And I think that's what made me pick this over Tears of the Kingdom is that like I truly genuinely had fun throughout the entire experience of Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I was really shocked by Spider-Man 2. And remember, this came out the same day. It was the same day as Mario Wonder? Yes. It was like, or it was close to the same day. I beat day. Mario Wonder in like two days right. and then I started this game. And I, I, of course, did Mario Wonder first and loved that. And I was like, all yeah. right, fine, I'll check out this Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And I was just so blown away. Yeah. And I agree with everything that you said. And I think, you know, this to me also had the best kind of combat in a game this year which yes. is not what i would have expected the combat was from amazing. a spider-man game yeah. like the, and it may be like the best combat in like that type of game like ever maybe i've ever played There's yeah just so many ways you can approach it and so many things you could do and the story we talked about is so good it's really like the total package of game yeah tears of the kingdom like i talked about this in the spoiler cast of my feelings of this versus breath of the wild and and i just feel like they add. They definitely added more in this game. Yeah. But I, I felt some of it was uneven. Yeah. In ways that I never felt in Breath of the Wild, where it was like everything in that was incredible. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. I agree. The depths never clicked with me. Mm -hmm. I would yeah. go down there and be like, oh, I'm going back up because I there was just <laughs> I couldn't find something that that really motivated compelled you to me stay. to keep yeah. going and, and doing stuff. I had a different thing with Ultra Hand, which was the batteries. Yes. It was like the game made this great mechanic, but then kind of, kind of didn't yeah. want you to take full advantage of it. Yeah, and you had to dupe. Where did the duping remember And even that? after I duped for hours and I got the full batteries, yeah. like I still felt like there were limitations. Like when I made my little glider, remember the, the glider that everybody yes. made? And I was going, I was like, this sucks that I have this battery. Like. Yeah stopping me from exploring the way that I want to when I've gone to this trouble of duping. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even build the glider right. well. Like but, I was so bad at it that I just never functioned for right. me. Right, <laughs> and that was like the, 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 the difference between Baldur's Gate and Zelda was like Tears of the Kingdom said that they wanted you to do anything. Yeah. But they put these limitations in place, whereas Baldur's Gate was really like backing it up of like, no, Really like do it. Literally do really anything. do anything. Like yeah. you might break the game, but like you can do it. Yeah. And that was truly exciting. And I keep going back to that story I told, where like I was in this cemetery, and this this girl was like, "Bring my brother back to life." And I popped like a revitalizing potion, and all the things in the cemetery <laughs> came back to life. It's like, oh my god, this is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, there were just so many moments like that yeah. where I and, and I can't even believe like how little of that game I scratched the surface of. Mm -hmm. Also, I'll say like the first. That game's in three acts. Right. The first act of that game is the best time I had with any game this year. The first act of that game is incredible. The first act of that game is perfect. Yeah. And 
I don't know how often I can replay that full game because it's so long, but I can see myself replaying that first act again and again, yeah. and it's like, you know, 15 hours long or whatever, yeah. and making new characters and trying new things mm -hmm. and going down different story some, paths. You had some interesting story choices in that first right. half that, or that first act that really set you up for the next two acts that you could change up yes. and see if something, like a different result happens, which would be really fun. And then finally, you know, it did open my eyes to this whole new world of Dungeons and Dragons, which I had, I had kind of a dated view of, like, yeah. oh, that's like this kind of like hokey thing, mm -hmm. like from or the 80s. Or something that's so inaccessible. Or, or, but even just like the whole like image I had in my mind of it, it was this kind of tacky and like, onward to adventure kind of like you know <laughs> thing but it, it really felt very modern and dangerous yeah. and sexy in all these ways that mm -hmm. like I did not expect it to so and like I felt out I fell so down that rabbit hole of like I bought so many D&D books yeah. and read so and read, watched so many D&D videos totally. so I really appreciate that that it like that's always great when a game can open your mind to something that is in the real world that is like an extension mm -hmm. of it yeah, it was just like a, such an impressive thing for Larian to do something like this, where it was like a, even this genre, this type of game, feels like a little bit inaccessible. I think to a lot of people, you know, like a, someone that doesn't have a history of playing Dungeons and Dragons, that don't don't know, you know, how to play this kind of this kind of game, like they could have done so many things wrong, and where they would just turn you off. But it was the complete opposite where, like, even me, I'm, like, a total noob when it comes to this kind of stuff. And I was completely sucked in. Mm -hmm. Like, I totally felt like, oh, yeah, I, I get it. This is, like, really fun. Right. And just just that, you know, is super impressive, you know, and then that they were able to pull that all off. And, yeah, I, I, I feel a little bit bad because I didn't give was able to give this game, like, more of my time. So I want to go back to it because I think it probably moved higher up in my list if, if that, you know, if I did that. But... It was just truly incredible that, like, this kind of game could win Game of the Year and become, like, a thing, you know? So, right. Yeah. Right. Wow. What a year. What a year. We have I... one more thing, though. We have to do our best best moment. Best moment. And this um, was not something people could vote on because it's just a thing that, that happened yeah. in a game this year that we wanted to recognize. Oh, in a game? Or, or whatever. Whatever it is. Oh, it's a moment. Not in, a game. in time. Mine, mine is and, not in a game. Yeah. Mine, mine is from a game. Yours may not be. That's yeah. fine. But this is, the, this is the little cherry on top. Okay, you go first. Mine is uh, getting the Master Sword in Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, yes. That was pretty Which cool. I imagine s several other people in our community have this, this same thing as their best moment uh, from a game this year. It was just really something that I that truly surprised me and and shocked me in some ways. Yeah, I will stay out of the spoiler zone for this because mm -hmm. I'm sure there's still some people who have not done this yet. But yes, uh, I I never would have imagined that, that was the way this sequence of events would lead to you getting the master sword yeah. in the way that you do. And of course, they do it in in this completely like over the top, inspiring way that just makes you feel incredible. Yes, I agree. Master Sword was one of the, the coolest things that happened this year. Mine is not from a game. Mine is the first time um, laying eyes on Super, Nint or, uh, Super Nintendo World. Oh, yes. Like that moment. Yeah, that you was see, great. You see that moment a lot. Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people captured this moment right. where you go through that pipe and then the world yeah. sort of is just opened in front of you. And it just, what an incredible 
moment that was, just being able to feel completely immersed in in this real life game world that we have. We're so familiar with it, you right, know. Like we right. we know what a Mario world looks like, probably like the back of our hand. Like we just know it, and to see that brought to life like that was absolutely incredible. And um, yeah, I'm so glad that this thing exists and. Sounds like they're you know adding more stuff to it, especially the Japan ones. So I'm I'm happy that we have this now and yeah. people can experience it too. Yeah, incredible, incredible year! What a joy it's been to celebrate it with you and all of our community. Yes, of course, it was so great. I I can't. This is one of my favorite episodes of the year. Is like looking back on you know what all happened and and what an incredible year it was. So yes, thank you all for. Voting and sharing um, all of your thoughts about all the cool games and, and game-related things you, you guys all did. It was just wonderful to share all those moments with you guys. Yeah. In 2024, I think it'll be a great year. I think it'll be a different year. Yes. But we can Who start to knows? turn our attention to that in the coming weeks. I know. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of question marks around what is going to happen in 2024. I'm here for all of it. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, but... This is a wrap on 2023 Game of the Year. All right, let's shout out some wonderful superstars, shall we? Let's do it. Aaron Hash. Ben Eichhorn. Maru Mayhem. Eigenverse. Kiss My Flapjack. Mike Chen. Roy Eschke. Switching it up. Underscore. Safazon. VGM Life. Link, the hero of wins. Angela Bycroft and her pig Molly. Thomas O'Rourke. Kyle LaBeouf. Roberto Nieves. Frederick Ulf Conradson. Andrew Uhas. Chili. Bruce Dash. And Rain Tech. Yay! Um, all right, one up club members, time to graduate. Here we go. Aaron Burgundy. Ale Alejandro. Astro Death. Awesome 46. Bad Moon Horizon. Ben GB. Blue Yellow Grave. Bookum Dano. Bookishly Fab. Brooke Obscura. Brovac Novak. Cameron. Chelly Squirrel. Christopher Lay. Captain Alex. Crim Cat. Sea Roper 17. Cynical Squid. Dachshund. Doinko. Dolce. Dino Punch. Elite Peach. Espars 50. Fart Free 69. Fairbound. Fernie and Jess Forever. Fox Deployed. Garrett Holfish. Garth the Wolf. Gartooth. G-Sun 101. Heroic. Iris Marin. Jay Rando. Jabroni Jones. Jeffrey Hernandez. Jerry 92602. Jesse Hernandez. John Responsic. Jonathan Rowe. Jordan Collette. Jordan Hemmerly. Juji Fruit. Just Camtro. Justin Leminger. Kawa 2796. Keith Kwan. Kevin Delane. Kilo Kibo. Christorati Kid. Christopia Party With Me. Kyle Gamer Barry Rookie. Kyle Kretzer. Linnell Stickman. Lazy Cat for Coffee. Lex. Lit. Uh-oh. Macho Potato. Mad Dog 5981. Magnificent Easy G plus Callie Marie. Marky Man 64. Mario Man 392. Mecha Dragon 101. Medallion 2889. Uh, two eight eight Megan. Michael Cravens. Mikey. Motomania. Mr. Andy Pong. Mr. Beans and Dip. MSM Poke Gamer. My Tran. Nasir. Nathan Burkhart. Nick. Ninja Eleven. Panda Buns. Pangy. Palsy Pace. Paul Gale Network. Prime Factor. Prince Charmless. Reaver. Riot One. Rob Osborne. Rocks. Rianetta. Sheriff Jackson. Sheer Cold Vanilla. Shinru. Slowbro. Shinalo. Spicy Munchkin. Steel Citrone. Tales of Link. Tech Magic. The Shark Among Men. Thomas Alvarez. Three Rivers. Tofa Schmofer. Travis Torline. Trajawi. Tugs Puppy Bear. Tuskoop. Tyler Geis. Bezes. Video Game Stupid. Viridian. Virtual Bot. Weed Kingdom. WG Grizzy. What up, Khalil? Wicked Davy. Will Johnson. Zudiver. Zalgoroth. Zapati. And Zoroid. 
Going wow. through this list uh, reminded me we got to meet a lot of people from our community in addition to the, the One Up Club, just in general, uh, when we were in LA. Yes. A lot of people went to the Game Awards this That's year. That's great. Cool. Yeah, I loved meeting you guys in person. Thank you so much if you came up and said hi to us. Um, Seals Trone, you looked very handsome in your fancy jacket. Oh, wow. I remember that. Shouts out. Shouts. All right. Shouts out to your, your fashion sense. Um, but it's great. We love we love it. We love it when you get to, we get to see you guys in person. So, yes. Yeah. All right. If you'd like, what you saw, and you want to vote in Game of the Year 2024, join our Patreon community, please. It is patreon.com slash kidandkrista. If you're watching on video on YouTube, you can go ahead and subscribe, give this video a thumbs up, and leave us a comment. And if you are listening on audio, you can also subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and a written review if you please. And we're on the socials. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Threads. That's it. We did it. We did it. Goaty. Yeah. Bodie. Bodie, Bodie. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye. Bye.